welcome to episode 366 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And you know, Dan, I found a reason for me to change who I used to be, a reason to start over new, and the reason is Tony Esmond. Welcome back. Hello, I'm back. Back into the fold. I've got the, uh, I've got the vid. I mean, so I mean you always have oh, some shit, way, shape, yeah. or form, or through audio, so um, that's you're never, never gone. Oh, I'm glad you say that. I'm all, I'll always haunt you, Vince. You know that. Oh, my God. I'll never well, leave your side. That's that terrifying. <laughs> your garden. <laughs> yeah, man, your numbers are shooting up, and you, you've come from a place where they were all masked up. Brenny T. Well, first but... one was masked up, and then the second one wasn't. There was a lot of hugging okay. and um, free oh. love. Yes, and we'll find out more about that free love soon enough from where Tony's been <laughs> free love what, my way. what he's got and how he's feeling <laughs> and uh, his travel journal in a short bit <laughs> um, but do you know what else is full of uh, love free love, love? so our lovely sponsor Comic House yes yes, yes. Um, there are other things on there as well such as comics because Comic House is an indie comic marketplace like us that loves indie comics um, not just from the UK but from all around the world there's a loads. There's a huge selection of titles on the database. If you publish yourself, you can add your book on there as well. It's another avenue to get your work out there, as well as you should get your work on the digital app for Comic House. It is a. It's being added to all the time. It's like a Netflix for comics, basically. Um, loads of indie creators from all over the world have added their stuff there. What's on there at the moment, Dan? Well, I'm going to highlight a comic from Kuwait, the Epic oh, wow. the Echidna, uh, Volume right. One. Featuring hero of autism in a sequel to the oldest story found in the ministry. I wasn't supposed to laugh then. That was that was that was mistimed. <laughs> I did wonder what was going on then. <laughs> so there's this comic and tons of others. It's literally worldwide. There's so many uh, comics you can get on here from. Uh, what comic were you highlighting? Hang on, what happened there? That was that one comic. But I was talking about the fact the length and breadth of oh, uh, right, publishers you can get there. Okay worldwide so anyone anywhere in the world can submit their comic to comic house and wherever you, you are read it. in the world yeah. if you're listening to this firstly thank you very much for listening to this <laughs> even if it's just a witness if you're in any other totalitarian regimes, yeah. Yeah. please submit well, your comic <laughs> yeah, there's comics from the russian federation uh, ask <laughs> it, volume one controversial <laughs> just add your digital comics in right enough add your comics <laughs> And any comics from the Yemen? If you've got, uh, sadly not. If you've got digital no. comics, then add them to Comic House, because it's another avenue to get your work out there to the, the public. And there's loads of creators on that have been from being on this show. Probably future creators. We need to get. Um, was it Jim the writer? What was his name? Was it Jeff the writer? Frank. Frank the writer. Frank the writer. Jim Jeff Frank. And Brian the writer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whether it be writer, artist, or whatever, they're all on Comic House. Um, so go to uh, comichouse.com to find out more about the service and to start your 14 day mm. free trial see there's the free bit there's the free love yeah, that's got pre- really slick while I was away <laughs> you can prep yourself <laughs> by getting reading drawn under the influence volume 1 because volume 2 is just around the corner almost there isn't it I saw the cover almost today there. that's finished oh nice yeah I'm lettering two pages and waiting for them to come barreling into my uh, drop box and I'll be <laughs> over them aiming and I, I'm just uh, polishing off uh, some words. Oh, you've done the intro, haven't you? S- some wordy type bits that I've been 
Right. Do you mention what, us in it? I tell you what, like, no, I don't mention you in any way. Change it, it then. Needs rewriting. In, in fact, in fact, I write it like like, like like both of you didn't exist. No. no. Um, <laughs> so no. But, but, but right, uh, like right, feel the disappointment, Vince. Uh, feel it. <laughs> Trust me, dude. Every week we record, I feel some kind of disappointment. <laughs> Sexual. Um, but never that. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening today it's because I'm Tony's back, back. I'm <laughs> no but writing I know you've um, written one before you've written a couple before Tony I, yeah. I don't know whether you have Dan but writing a forward for a book is an interesting um, exercise in writing ex- exercise it? It really in is. itself yeah. isn't it really hmm. you've got to kind of aim it towards the book what the book's about but yes. also give it a little taste to yourself hmm. but also intro what you're about to read Plus, make it interesting. Yes, there's, not, there's no good to say. Oh, in this comic, you can read writing by John Smith, Paul Jones. You know, it's like that. You can't really do yeah. that. It's got to be thematically yeah. right, isn't it? My favourite one I ever wrote was the one I wrote for Dan when I, I wrote about that. him driving a, a was it a mini? I was seeing a Kit Kat and firing a double barrel shotgun or something. I like that one. Yeah, that was good. One yeah. For Viper, that was classic. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely got it on that one. I kind of, <laughs> it puts me off when I open up and they've done like about five pages and it's like six point type like really densely packed and it's like oh man yeah. I, yeah. I ain't got time for this let's do I read comics I don't know I read maybe three I read, words funny you mentioned that Vince I read the best I'm just grabbing it out now I read the best introduction I've ever read to a comic by Howard Chaikin so there's um, <clears throat> I bought the Two Morrows book on John Severin you know the artist yeah I'm just going to read it to you it's very quick so it's an introduction by Howard Chaikin Confession First and foremost, I never met or knew John Severin. His sister Marie, however, barely knew me, but disliked me intensely. Why, you ask? Because she willfully misunderstood a comment I made about her brother, a remark I meant with glowing admiration. This remark was made in the mid-1970s, and despite the efforts of the fabulous Flo Steinberg, Marie's likely best or only friend, to explain my misunderstanding, she died hating me. Oh, well. <laughs> is that is that all of it? No, there's more, but that's oh, the paragraph. It's like the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. A so man with no even... enemies is no man at all. Exactly. Dan, you said yeah. that very dramatically. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well. But also, we like, like brilliant. comics yeah. forwards as well. Um, if you're not necessarily a name, because. When you see them in the bigger publishers and stuff, they like to sort of get a forward written by someone who's basically got hardly anything to do with it. Do you yeah. Do you ever find that sometimes? Uh, it's just yeah. a big name, isn't it? I actually got, I got asked a few times at one point, I got so sick of asking that I wrote one which is just absolutely offensive and the bloke published it. How <laughs> many was it? Sorry? It wasn't you, no. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I guess... I don't know. Yeah, I can understand that. It's, I guess, an honour and a privilege, but when it's kind of keep being asked, like, okay, I've kind of had a fill of this now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's only right, though, because it's the ACP, DUI, you know, mm. um, Eamon said, oh, should we, Dan's helping out, you've done the strip time, why don't we get Vince to it? That'd be lovely. We've got all three people yeah. then. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, Vince wrote a nice idea. one. Yeah. He's good with the old words. Yeah. yeah. I do uh, write, write the words good. <laughs> Um, and also, you didn't mention us, and 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 also, let's face it, I'm the nicest one. 
I'm the friendly Bruh. face of the podcast. We all know that. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Let's find out if that's the case because Tony, the poll out. Tony has been uh, <laughs> Yeah. Tony has obviously been out and about and we heard a little bit of it about it last week, but um t- currently as we're speaking, um and just to let you know, we're not all in the same room. We don't record in the same room. No. Um but Tony's Although not we do all speak together. He he has the vid, don't you, Tony? Yeah, I'm coming out at the end of it. I'm right. Yeah, almost yeah, the the strip is almost one line, isn't it? So basically, yeah, it's almost. I almost say it's, it's. Um, they reckon is it eight to eleven days? And you know, sort of, it can't. You, you know, you lose yeah. the sort. Yeah, right. I think I'm almost there. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Oh, good. Well, the main thing is you're feeling all right. Yeah, yeah. you're you're healthy. Well, I'm you're cheered right. up by yeah. talking to you two. Ah. Oh. Uh, Boyed up by it. You're, you're aroused. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, that aside, because that was all about just the real life stuff and the travels and all of that nonsense. Mm. But the travels themselves included, I mean, we spoke a bit about TCAF last time you were here, but um, the big one we want to hear about is Heroes. I think genuinely that was the big one for me. Yeah. I really, I really did enjoy TCAF. And I think that was down to the company mostly. So. Adam, who I, you know, I've just spent two weeks with it, and we haven't actually murdered each other, which is quite surprising because I'm really annoying, and Adam is worse, you know. Um, so <laughs> we've been alright. And, um, and TCAF, I spent with Eddie as well from Strangers, and we we had a fucking laugh. The three of us were like, you know, tight. We just wandered around everywhere, you know, together, sort of flouncing in and out of events. You know, it was good. But mm. I think the real the real heart for, of comics for me was um, Heroes. It was the 40th anniversary event of the of it. Um, 40th yeah so that's pretty good um i genuinely feel like it was a moment i think sometimes there's these little moments we have at conventions i mean we've done a lot three of us together and separately have done a lot of conventions and you know yeah um and there's a couple that really stick out the last london super comic con i would say would be one of them um where everything this is full of memories do you know what i mean it's almost like that yeah. Um, and I think this was really was one for me. It was the sort of perfect joining of a lot of things. Um, it's it's not just the fact that there were some absolute. I'm going to give you a little list in a minute. Absolute fucking bangers of creators, you know, and classic creators who we will never meet in this country. You know, for example, Pat Broderick was an absolute joy to me. You know, absolutely brilliant. I had a long chat with him. His colorist came over from the project they're working on and sort of joined us for a chat. And he showed me the book. He showed me all the rough pages of the book he's doing, Mike Barron, you know, and the nicest dude. Uh, but he's of an age, you know, I don't think we're going to see him in the UK. Um, he's not one of the cool kids on Twitter. So I can't imagine a lot of conventions will probably try and get him over, you know. Yeah. But that that dude is a, I'm going to use the word again, a seminal Bronze Age creator. You know, you look at the stuff he's done. There's some amazing stuff there. And the nicest fucking geezer ever. And so it, it wasn't just the fact that I got to meet all these people, but it was it was the fans as well, the enthusiasm. Um, absolutely infectious for everyone there, talking about comics. The, the, it was, I think I texted you two. No, I think you, did you text me, V, saying, what's it, how's it going? What's it like? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I said, absolutely 1,000% comics positivity. Um and just a feeling of, of, I mean this in the in a in a, in a, uh, an all all consuming brotherhood, stroke sisterhood of fans. You know, everyone was there because they loved the medium. Yeah, there was no, 
ridiculous infighting and um, nonsensical sales pitches and, you know, um, silly attempts at fame and, you know, nothing like that. It was just a big hall um, just full of comics and people who make them and people who love them. Yeah, and it was it was just it was just brilliant. I, I genuinely became a little bit emotional about it. Yeah, you know, I came away from it thinking that's, that's it's almost perfection for me. That yeah, that's what you want um, at a comic con, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everywhere you turned, there were stalls full of original. I was looking at Kirby art, you know, Toth art, Cuba art. You know, there was like golden age comics you could look at. There were you know Roy Thomas at the next table. You know, it's like this. It was just incredible. Um, there was there was some cosplay stuff going on, um, but what they had is they had a state. It was a big L shaped um, hall. Think of it like a um, MCM hall, that sort of thing. <clears throat> and there was a big L shape, and down the other end of the L was a cosplay stage. We got the odd cosplay person coming past, but that was because they were interested in the comics. Because if you came down, if you if you stepped sort of twenty yards away from the stage, it became about comics immediately, only comics, you know. So hmm. they had no interest. So the only cosplayers who were making it. who were making it down to the comic section were people with a genuine interest in comics as well so um, we we didn't really see that many 35 you know Deadpools whatever it's going to be so there wasn't that Mm. the the company was amazing so obviously Cliff joined me and Adam for the table we all sat Adam had 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 a table for a couple of years that kept rolling on and we had the table next to it was I think the people had dropped out or something um, I'm guessing um, so they sat and drew at that table and we sold the comics at the other one behind us. Well, sorry, next to us was Alexis Sirit, um, who does space Raiders. He's a big deal in this, in this sort of indie scene, you know, hmm. and he just used to come over for a laugh, you know, just have a laugh, which yeah. is great. Um, Jim Marfood was next to him and, um, he, we gave him our comics. He came over, gave, gave Cliff one of his comics, that sort of thing, you know, like super friendly. Hmm. Um, and we had some great people next to us. Um, it, it was it was just lovely. No, no one was you know men to MCM when you can you can just about get an inch behind your table. Yes, sit down, you know, yeah, yeah. It, nothing like that. Loads of space. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I hate all that stuff. Like it feels like you're on a train. You know, you got your yeah. bag around your legs, and you're like, oh. yeah, yeah. I know none of that, man. It was spacey. I mean, um, people came and came and sat with us. Uh, Kirk Spencer, we all know Kirk, don't we? Yes, yeah, yeah. Kirk came in. Kirk came in and had us. He, he'd been dragging his trolley around the comics to get signed, so he had a seat by the table and a laugh. And hey. you know, yeah, it's good. But the um, so I just quickly named some of the crew who were there. Um, so we went we went for dinner the first night with Nathan Kelly. Lovely to meet him. What a dude! Director for fame, isn't he? Yeah, director. He's a big lump, man. Fucking, he's a big dude. <laughs> the unit. Yeah, yeah. What a fu- what a funny, friendly guy. And um, a guy from the EOC, Slack Ray, came down who became like our buddy for the rest of the week. Really. Hey. And hung out. The uh, the eleven o'clock's crew, so Vince Dapp and Jason, um, were we saw them all the time. You know, we saw them in the bar, we saw them mm. at the table, we saw them as we wandered around the hall, we'd have one around with them. You know, they they, they were very it was very nice because they really got us. You know, we were part of the community. They loved um Adam and Cliff. Absolutely loved their art. And that's one of the nicest moments of the weekend is of them going of of seeing Falpy and Cliff getting so recognized for their art, you know, people were coming over and getting commissions and stuff like mm. that. Um, even if Cliff is selling them far too cheaply. <laughs> take advantage what? while you can. Did yeah. they have similar feelings to the show as you did, T? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we we loved it, man. Um got a couple of your names. So Kevin, uh Caleb, who's a listener, hello Caleb. 
Um, he bought a copy and he got, I think he got a commission. Did he? I can't remember now. But yeah, super. What a nice dude. Flipper Dipper, Rod, Austin, Tim, Chris, Brian. I mean, this, I'm sure I miss people, but the EOC massive. I think there was like forty or fifty of them there from the Slack group I'm on. Um, we're just always popping over, having a chat. You know, I was bumping into them. We're doing some bin diving together. You know, it's that sort of thing. The back issues, guys, you would die for. <laughs> the stuff I've never seen. <coughs> never That's seen like going to the source, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. Um, Charlotte, it's in Charlotte. Uh, downtown Charlotte is a convention center there. What a nice town! I've got to tell you. Um, I found I found Toronto a little bit too hipster for me, and okay. a stank of weed everywhere you went. But the um, <laughs> yeah. this uh, what nice people. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Everyone was friendly. I know what you know. Service we get over here in a restaurant. You know, you'd, you'd think you know if you if you ask for tilt after ask for the check, you think you'd take the shit on the table. You know, <laughs> <laughs> over, there, over there they couldn't be friendlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I'll run through some of the names, and we can talk about them a bit as we go along because I'm sure there'll be people you love. I mean, I I I came back to the table after having had spent some time with Mike Grell and and Cliff said Keith, we called Cliff Keith for a laugh for the weekend. Um, Cliff said I was pretty much even glowing. You know. Mm. What a fucking dude! Industry what a nice legend. dude! Oh my right. god! Oh, yeah, yeah. Get me to England, he's going, Tony. Get me to London. I want to come back. And all this sort of thing. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Mm. Um, Don Simpson was the first one we met actually because he had the table just behind us. So he does Megaton Man and he did Splitting Image and that sort of thing. He was super nice, although a bit mad, I think. Funny <laughs> but mad. Um, uh, Nathan, you mentioned Nathan. Nancy Collins. You know, Nancy Collins did some Swamp Thing. She did a load of. Um, um, she'd load of Vampirella stuff. I don't like really know that name. Still got it, man. I'll tell you now. The right um, artist, writer, writer, I think. Yeah, writer, okay. yeah. So I was reading a copy of the. I bought some old um, comics journals to read on the plane. I was reading a copy on the plane from Toronto down to Charlotte, and I noticed she had a letter in there, like a fan letter. And I took it. I said, "Oh, Nancy Collins is." So I took it over and I said, "Is this you?" She went, "Yeah, it's me." Yeah, yeah. And she was talking about her her activity in fandom, comics fandom. So I got to sign the comics journal for me. What a, what a doll! Um, I think the funniest one of the funniest dudes I met all weekend was Mark Bagley. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What a funny dude! He's like we started this conversation. He says, "Where are you over from?" I said, "I'm over from your home country." And he went, "Oh yeah, we gave up being friends of yours." And it just became this like non-stop banter. Every time I I saw him, it would be like this banter about taking a piss about me being over from England. Yeah. <laughs> so at least you don't have the, the gun crime. And he said, yeah, I suppose not. I said, well, we've got the football crime. I mean, yeah, that's true. He's like, this is like really nice. Yeah. Um, he's also my favourite Spider-Man artist. I think. Yeah. What, yeah he's... He, he was just sat on a table on his own, V. You know what I mean? You could just sort of go and chat to him. Yeah, that seems nice. nuts because there's like people that yeah. we chop our arms off to go and speak to that they're sitting there kind of yeah. unharassed as it were. Well, I like to think if you put somebody like that in MCM, they'd get a line of people or a thought bubble. Yeah. But I'm not sure they would these days. No, no. I th- you know. think a lot of the like kind of the older, bigger names. If you brought them over, they would get fucking swamped, swarmed over like the people. Yeah, yeah. You would hope so. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, we'll see. But the um, Dan Panosian, he was super friendly. Nice. Uh, bought bought a sketchbook off him. Gave it to Cliff for his, but it was Keith's birthday while we were out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lesnowski, I got um, a little sketchbook of his. Um, Joseph Michael Lindner. Um, oh, I got from Dawn. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and he does all the dynamite covers at mm. the moment. He was sat there. I 
got his new sketchbook out. My new thing is I like to get a photograph with everyone, which I was boring by sending to you guys. Was like, oh, boring, I love those photos. Boring you off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's um, boring me to fucking census. No, no, no. <laughs> Take you the, also, the box post, didn't you? With a fist. Yeah, yeah, always. I'd always do that now. And um, Daniel Warren Johnson did that, actually, without me me prompting him. So it is a thing where cool people do it. Yeah. So, um, and me. So, <laughs> so, first night, we're in the bar. And uh, I think we are there with Kirk. Um, I think Ray was there, me, Falpy, and, and Keith. And uh, still makes me laugh calling him Keith. Why are you doing this? And uh, it, it, Daniel Warren Johnson comes in, sits in the table and starts drawing. And of course, we met him. We met him at Thought Bubble. We've had him on the show previously. Mm. It's, what, about four years ago, I suppose, we've had him on. Do you remember? Yeah. God, yeah. Um, That's, yeah. Long time long ago. Time but ago. I, was, I remembered it and he, we were chatting and everyone came over and then everyone's like jumping on his, uh, Falpy jumped on his back for a photograph. And you know, I said, what a nice dude. What a fucking good dude! Well, mm. you you recommended his book Colour Weeks, didn't you, V? Yeah, yeah, do a power. But I want to get him back yeah. on the show just so I can nerd out with re- about wrestling with someone. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, he, he likes attention. heavy metal and wrestling. I think I'm actually in love with the man. <laughs> <laughs> what a good dude he is! Mm. And he, honestly, we had a we had a, and he's lovely. And and I kept saying to him, "Oh, you've come down to draw. I don't want to like don't want to interrupt your drawing, you know." Um, so. Uh, he was all right. Have I, t- I can't remember. Was it? Oh, I got COVID brain. Was it on the air or off the air that mm. I told you the story about John Romita Jr.? Um, you, you told it on it the, the, uh, the Never Iron Anything uh, podcast. Yeah. It That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, I mate, he may have overheard me telling the worst story I've ever told in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll outdo it one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but nice enough. You know, friendly. Mm. Yeah, um, Bob McLeod. Who um, got to meet him? He he was selling a book on how to um, ink, which is quite cool. Okay. Um, he, so you take, for example, a John Buscema page and how he inked it, and he'd show each page on either side, you know, left and right of the, the book. Ah, right. And then sort of the, this and is how could, I do it. You could just learn from it. Yeah, and interesting. Super I friendly. I was a friend of his, his New Mutant stuff. I, it, I hate to say it, I almost loved it more than the Sinkevich stuff back in the day when I was a kid. Okay. But, uh, yeah, what are you going to say? I was going to say, I think there's a book about ink, and I'm not sure if he uh, wasn't in the day. I can't remember who the fuck did that one. Right. Demar. Demar. Okay. Um, so Greg and Fake, who did the Santos Sisters, uh, they were there. They were good company, actually. They were sort of the next set of tables over, so they were coming over for a chat. Um, yeah, I think that's... I th- oh, yeah, Ron Wilson. Um, so I showed you, he did me a 11 by 17 um, Shang-Chi commission, which is just brilliant. What a dude. Um he actually forgot his glasses on the Saturday, so it wasn't meant to be a head sketch. So he said, "Nah, I did your whole one instead." Just to thank you for waiting. That's uh, Jen... brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jen, I got let down by one artist. I won't name him. I've just told you all about it before we recorded. Him. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to make a list, intend to do it. Don't let people down. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I don't <laughs> that. Yeah, but um, gen- genuinely one of the mo- the best experiences ever at Comic Convention to me. I mean, it mu- maybe I'll have to wait for a couple of weeks to see how it sells, but yeah. I can't think of anything where I've enjoyed just wandering around and just having a chat to people. I, I walked past, uh, you know that mad t-shirt I own with the picture? Yeah. Yes. Know? I walked past Scott Young and he just shouted at me, nice t-shirt. <laughs> you know, I saw Jim Starlin outside. I said, oh, hello, Jim. And he went, right, kid. And he sort of walked off. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Um, Ed Piscor I said alright Ed and he went yep 
(laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (coughs) So it was like loads of man. It was it was it was a joy, absolute joy. Do you think we're going to segue into our con talk? Do you think you could ever get that con in the UK? No, I don't think there's anyone there here with the knowledge about comics to run it. I don't. I don't think that's the one thing. I, so I meant to say this when you were chatting about the thing earlier. But, uh, D, is um, I don't. It's hard to find. So everyone walking around the convention had like Kevin, who's who's a dude I know from EOC. He wears a, a Hawkeye t-shirt because he loves Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And he gets Hawkeye comm- commissions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I, I've. I was trying to get Master of Kung Fu commissions. I'd meet up and we'd talk about Bronze Age characters and what comics we're loving and stuff like that. I don't think that goes on anymore at conventions in the UK. No. I think it's all about small press now, isn't it? Or fucking movies. It's weird because there was time I was like, oh man, I want to get more small press. But it's become an oversteer, an overcorrection maybe. Maybe. It's just... Well, I, I, I think in a lot of ways, um, the a lot of the comics themselves are just taken a step back to other things other, yeah. other mediums like the multimedia aspects of it and stuff and h- how fickle the public's uh, fondness for a certain thing is at a certain time as well do you know what I mean it's like yeah, yeah. I mean I know it's the motherland isn't it for comics you know what, what's yeah. the story they built and they created three mm. three art forms didn't they jazz yeah. baseball and comic books you know yeah. but the but it's had I that think... Uh, I think it's also in the US sorry to interrupt you say um it's had that more common culture of uh, kids growing up with those sort of Bronze Age comics and stuff. I mean, how many times on my show have we have we said we just couldn't get these comics? They're, they're no, just, yeah, they're just so there's no. I know we had the weekly British ones, but even in the UK, comics were seen with a different, completely different. Well, maybe that's of, you know, anyway. that's the problem. Is yeah. Yeah. the UK the UK industry disappeared? What 10, 15, yeah. 20 years ago? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we, and we even, don't have even one. even before yeah. then they were seen as the ugly stepchild of. Uh, yeah, even though they were selling loads. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah like, oh, odd. yeah, the comics mm. for the for the people who don't read properly. It's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the studies show that literacy amongst people who read comics as kids is higher than people who didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, in general terms. But the, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's the problem. I think over there, it's everyone was talking about. Oh, this is the first time Doctor Druid appeared, or you know, this all this sort of thing. I'm like, this is exactly where I want to be. Mm, you yeah. go to a comic convention. What's the biggest one? I suppose Thought Bubble. How many people are walking around talking about the stories in comic books? Hmm. You go into what is now Comics Forum, which is apparently Twitter. I don't think it is, but a lot of people think it is. You know, it's who's not. talking about yeah. the comics on That's, there? Yeah, as yeah. I said, like you don't talk about comics. It's about this, this creators is, or this events. This is going to tie yeah. into our bigger discussion so yeah. we're, we'll yeah. hold on to this because while you managed to get a little bit of audio didn't you Tony yeah I didn't really put myself out no, no, <laughs> no fair enough well yeah, you, yeah, you're, also, you're also too busy anyway um, but yeah how, I managed to get a couple of bits yeah. what, were, what were the sales you know as, as well as like seeing all the cool comics and uh, yeah. buying all this stuff because you actually had a table week, there so yeah, yeah you know, we did yeah so how did the guys do and, and you good and the the best thing about it is we sold a lot to people who because it's america we sold a lot to people who didn't have a clue where we were or who we were you know or what we did hmm. and i do you know what? i i did one it wasn't even a hard sell i don't want to call it that but i had, did one where i explained the comic to someone and they bought it and i actually in the middle of it just as some random stranger i went that's about as hard sell as i've done all weekend yeah 
you know, people yeah. would just come up and I say, well, if you, as long as you're not offended, you, you might quite like it. And that was about all I did. Yeah. You know, so good. The sales were solid. We um, we took some into the local comic shop and that sort of thing. Um, gave some away to people at the end who, you know, just who'd been buddies and stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's my money. I, I do with it what I want. Yeah. And the, 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 relate, the thing about sales in a minute will, is certainly something that's going to come up in the question I'll pose to you guys in a bit. Okay. I don't think it's important. Okay. I, I, I've got to the point now where I don't care. Yeah, I, don't, I understand. I don't do it for sales. Hmm. Yeah, there's no way I'll ever make my money back on Hidden Lives. No. Yeah, so yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I think people who care about the money side, not not, not having a go V, because it's a sensible question that people want to hear, but I think we need to get our minds out of whether it, it makes its money back. I yeah. guess it depends, yeah, what, what you're getting into it what, for. What, your, what yeah. your goal is for the individual convention. Um, I mean, I'm over the moon if it pays for the costs. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I'm not I'm not ever making a comment thinking, oh, man, that's... Does it, does it ever really pay for the cost? So, do you know what I mean? Does uh, it pay for your time? I mean, I mean the cost you know. of... The, for me, it's boiled down to, over the years, just being the cost of the convention. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. table. It, I, I see yeah. it like, if I can earn enough to pay for the table... Job done. Everything else is, you know, yeah. is a jolly. Not jolly. That's is isn't that just a, just something you're saying yourself? Yes, as a you know? as a sign that it is worth. You know, me being there has an actual specific point. Do you know what I mean? It is, if, it isn't... If, if I'm paying to just say 150, 200 pounds for a table, I I have a nice weekend, but I don't do anything. You know, sales wise, like what's the point of me having a table there rather than visiting there the for me the point would be i'm not saying it's, it's different for everyone this is just mm. how i feel about it but to me the point would be is getting my eye out there okay yes yeah and certainly i think you're you make a good point of like at the end with certain people just giving out issues to people do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just getting yeah. the word out that way. I think that's a good idea that some people could do, especially at the end of a convention where you're like, oh, I've got 20 more copies than I want to take home. Yeah, I, uh, want, to put, I want to buy comics and put them yeah. in my bag. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? I mean, so, I mean it's, it's, yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit more complicated if you've got like loads of volumes like like Dan of Vanguard and mm. each one of those stock is a substantial... Yeah, and it depends cost. on what you can afford and what, yeah. what the, the layout is and everything yeah. I know. Yeah. But I think... I mean, we're moving into something I want to talk about later, but the, I think we moved in small press from being about the love of it to people talking about the money they make. And I think one of the reasons that happened is because of the predominance of crowdfunding platforms. Okay. And I think prior to that, go you go back 20 years, nobody talked about it. But it's because it's um because it's a hobby. We, we've already yeah. we've already started that. Yeah, it's it's a hobby. But what happens when you start to try and make a full time career of being exactly independent? Yeah. Exactly, it, it stops being a hobby. So when you're, but then again, your convention experience is a vastly different experience if you're a full time professional independent comment person trying to. Yeah. It's you know for, for me I can I can speak all day long about the hobby and when I say I just want to make my table back. It's only because I'm a stingy bastard and I want to make sure that I haven't wasted my money <laughs> on the table. Yeah, I get you. Um, I mean, that's fair. Do you know what? That's fair enough by me, man. Because I always think you as know, well at these Because, because you've got to let the missus let you go to it. Do you know what <laughs> but, I mean? It's, it's almost part of that, isn't it? You know, there's also, got to there's work also the, the funding in the yeah, house. Yeah, because I've, I've never seen it as like, I want to be up on sales because 
I also like buying things at these conventions. Yeah, I like yeah, going exactly. around buying comics. So I'm never going to make a make a profit. Usually, it's gotten to the point where if I make money at the table, that's my spending money that I go off and buy mm. comics with. But if, if I if I'm stood there and someone's talking about the money they're making and not their love of the comic, oh book, man, that's you know, totally I am yeah. bored off my fucking yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my father used to say to me many years ago, "Son, gentlemen, do not discuss finances." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and especially we do, but these things we don't. You, it's got, it's got to be about the comics. It's got to be about the love of the medium. It's got to be about your love of this yeah. project you've done. Do you know what I mean? Whether it be you know, if if you've got a massive passion for this, I don't know, an animated duck who's uh, a ninja, and you made a comic, you can love that as much as something like that's more personal and maybe you know a bit somber and stuff. That's 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 what I want to hear about, man. But the, yeah. the, the, the passion's I, you know, there. About as long as your passion is about the comics. It goes when, when have you ever heard? Because usually that normally that ends up selling me on a lot of stuff. If yeah, and sells. me too. And when have you ever heard us go? Oh, I made ninety three pound fifty on that day. We don't yeah. do no. that, do we? Because said, we're fucking about the me. The reason I think we had comics. such a bad bad time at the MCM Vince is because we went there to make money, and because we didn't, we'd fucking hang our hung our hat on that. And because it didn't okay. happen, we were like, but the, but but there was also that's that, a more of a commercial event, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that that was a, and it was a big experiment for us, and it was like. And uh, certainly, I think there was a lot of because lots of people do really well at that event, and like, yeah, which is brilliant. But but don't think about. It. I don't think it's, it's not it's not that you can't talk about money. I don't say you know don't be one of these prescriptive idiots from the, yeah. the, the online media who think oh no you shouldn't be talking about money because Tony says you shouldn't talk about money. It's not about no, that. No, it no, should no. be no. The, the the emphasis should be on the medium. Yeah, you know if all you're talk all you're talking about is how many you sold, how much money you made, you know this sort of thing. Then I have no interest yeah. in going yeah. anywhere near. Yeah. I, 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 I want to hear you talk about. None of us are going to be millionaires. Even the people who are millionaires these days, they won't be for long because comics like they ain't selling as much. You're not going to make as much money. Yeah, it's the comics yeah. and the stories. So, they're, they're, yeah, that's that what I want to hear always, about, man. It, and, yeah, yeah. and it should go hard. You know, if there's if there's passion about that, whether it being the creation of it, whether it being your selling, in, for want of a better term, of of what this book is, that usually ends up selling it anyway. So yeah. you know, just love love the comics. And uh, they will come. So, so Tony, you were saying that you were creating it with the crowdfunding. You think kind of the idea of... I think that's one of the reasons it's moved into being... I mean, it's there, just... There's hobbies. been very much... There's been very much... A focus um, on finances. I, I think it's very much like this. I think this sort of sums it up. Some people think, I can only make comics if if I do a Kickstarter. No, you can make comics whenever mm-hmm. you want. Of course you can. You can make yeah. comics whenever yeah. you want. Um, I mean, someone yes, like Matt Simmons yes, makes know, comics, know, makes comics pay- on the back of a pizza box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, of course there's, you can. There's, there is sort of like, yeah, if you're a writer and you've got to pay someone, to do, blah, blah, you know, there's lots of different things. So I know I just said a blanket statement, so don't jump down my throat immediately. But if, you, if you've got the passion to do it and you really want to do it, don't put all your eggs in that Kickstarter basket because one day that basket will be gone. Well, also, also I think I, I think where I was coming from me is that the... Um, and D is that the the emphasis of conversations about comics has shifted to finances. And the thing is, we all started totally. in this through the love of comics and through loving making them. You know? Yeah. And you kind of rotty, think... Tony, you're totally fucking bang on the money. And right. I hadn't, yeah. hadn't considered it. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It, all these people chatting about how much they make on Indiegogo is bad. You know. Yeah. Um 
And it's always yeah. about what, when someone looks at your Kickstarter, what's the first thing to look at? Have they made their money? How much are they asking for? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that how successful yeah. is I my campaign. I fucking do it. How mm. successful is my campaign doing? How many more people do I need but, for this? How many yeah. members do I need for this? It's moved into an area of desperation where people are sort of desperate yeah. now to chase running you. Running a back good their campaign, campaign isn't indicative of a good comic. Not in the slightest. And vice versa. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's... And, it, and it's, it's strange because it's. Maybe I see it more because I'm focused more on the comic sector, but the comic sector is where that that is the strongest in in a certain sense because uh, you know when when the campaigns have done the stuff because there's campaigns for movies games all kinds of things yeah and a lot of the updates are like just to let you know yeah it'll be done when it's done do you know what i mean there, there's yeah. so much investment <laughs> there's so much investment on so many levels with a comics kickstarter because there's so much passion we mentioned yeah. this when there was all that fucking hoo-ha about uh, Twitter oh, doing this uh, sorry Kickstarter doing this and that and I'm going to move away from it it's like you're fucking nuts because there's a lot of your readership are there and a lot of people discover your comics yeah. are there yeah. through Kickstarter yeah. and to be fair like if you're putting out a good comic and people will keep on coming back to it if you're you know if it's a decent comic yeah there's yeah. comics that have been a flash in the pan on Kickstarter I've sort of oh, sounded like look at that and yeah. backed it and it's turned up sort of, oh man this is fucking but, terrible yeah yeah it should be less like, like Tony said like enough about the money we hope you all do well but we want to know about the comics and we're not mm. Americans are we for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> I love America he's love back and he's, he's <laughs> shots fired shots fired I can remember one get a comic back I can't remember the name of it but it was like a kind of take on like the the side scrolling beat em up games, but like uh, done as a comic, and for that be an interesting concept. See how it is. And I read it, and it was just like this is awful. It's just like yeah, terrible. I, I don't know why anyone would fucking put this out. And if I if it's one of those things, if I had a chance to look at it on the shelf and flick through it, I was like, no, there's nothing there for me. But yeah, that's the the thing of Kickstarter, isn't it? I mean, and then this, I is know, de- this is definitely moving in. Sorry, man, gone. Gone. Issue two isn't for me, so that's yeah, fine. yeah, but. It, this is definitely moving into what we're going to discuss in a bit, I think. Do you see what I mean? You know, the, oh, the, yeah, the oh, yeah, this right. yeah. yeah. I think this it's a good time is. to ask it. Um, well, Should... let, before we do that, let's 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 get back to some comic positivity. Comic positivity. Because like we said, Tony got some audio. Do you want to um, tee this up to you? Yeah, so I did manage to get some interviews done, although I'm a lazy bastard most of the time. Um, so... Uh, Oh, you got to love Keith, man. I'm not calling him Cliff. you got to love uh, Keith. Because the two of us had t- uh, tickets for the table, but the third person had to buy a ticket. So um, Cliff, because he was late to the party, because I'd already been with Adam and staked my claim, he got a ticket. To, there's a punter, you know? Yeah. So And the queue outside wasn't long. You're only in the queue for like 15 minutes, which is just glorious, you know, compared That's to New Amazing. York. Yeah. Um, but in that time, Cliff managed to befriend people. So he would he would sort of come over because you know what he's like he's like the friendliest dude, isn't he? Yeah, and he'd come over to the table and says, "Oh, we thought the, we could have a chat about um, storyboarding with this family, you know." So just chatting to people. But he bought he bought Steve over, Steve Connolly, who I know is a listener. Um, so Steve came over and um, he, he's he's running Kickstarter at the moment. Actually, Steve, it's not for comics, but it's for like figures in relation to his comics. Um, so if you go and look for the middle age, you can find you can find Steve on Twitter and stuff. He gives his details at the end of the year. The interview so i had a little chat with him i had a slightly longer chat with a guy called ted sakura who i've mentioned i'm going to say about three or four months ago i mentioned um his book bloom which i now this is interesting for us i think because what he does he released and um, what in you know would normally be described as a monthly comic book but he released it at the same time on diamond he released it on kickstarter 
and I bought it as an American book, so I bought it as a digital download on Kickstarter. And he found there actually wasn't too much of a rub up between. He expected to get some flare back from, you know, um, shop owners who are saying, "Well, why are you putting it in Diamond and putting it on Kickstarter?" Um, he, but he did it both at the same time, and he released, I think it's oh, off the top of the head, was it five issues, four or five issues of comic. As like you must subscribe to it through backing the Kickstarter, so he would let you know when the next one was ready to back. Does okay. that make sense, guys? Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's an yeah. interesting model, and it's a cracking book, Bloom. Really good. I'm really impressed with it. And I was like, I, was, I forgot he was there, and I bumped into him. Oh, oh you know, Ted, you there? So we arranged to an interview, and he's he's very insightful about the way he ran the campaign. Um, and it's interesting because he's doing something now with Troma Studios, which did make me laugh. I can't think of anything better. And oh, those brilliant. guys working with Troma. And also, I did use a quote from you, Dan, one of your favourite quotes. Which one? You'll, you'll hear in this interview. Maybe I'll mention okay. it at the end. Um, so it's an interview from <laughs> Steve Connolly and also from Ted Sakura. Okay, I'm here with uh, Heroes. With, you've taken your mask off. Now, yeah, what's going on? With, uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, with Steve Connolly, uh, Slack member, listener, and our buddy. Um, uh, how have you found the convention, dude? It's fantastic. I love it. I'm so glad to be back. It's a wonderful show. Shelton does a great job. It's it doesn't look it doesn't look 40. It feels like 21. Yeah, because people don't know people listening in England. This is the 40th anniversary on, isn't it? So it's quite a big deal. This one. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's a wonderful show that's had some rocky years and it's just so great to have everybody back they treat the creators great the audience is wonderful everybody here loves art it's so nice yeah I have to say um, I was texting with Vincent Dan earlier and they were saying what's it like and I said pure comics positivity yeah, it, yeah. it really is isn't it yeah. it's so good yeah and it's um, there's none of that nonsense we get you know people arguing or funkos or somebody who was once in Farscape you know it's like <laughs> Absolutely. It's, yeah. a, it's a comic con it's great and it's yeah. like exactly what you're saying I mean we can all be cynical again starting Monday, but this is a great weekend. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you local, are you? Or? Uh, seven hours away. I'm in Florida. Fucking hell. Right, okay. <laughs> you drive seven hours in England, you're in the sea. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell us about what you got out. What, what, what have you had at the concert this weekend? Uh, I create a webcomic called The Middle Age. It's yep. available on Webtoon and Tapas and my own website at middleagecomic.com. And I'm pimping a new Kickstarter, which is going to run through the middle of July, which is for minifigures. Mini, I'll try that again. Minifigures. Years. Miniatures. I mangled all that. <laughs> it's a bit long weekend. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Miniatures uh, based on characters from my webcomic. They're like D&D size minis because I'm a gamer and a nerd and all okay. that stuff. And uh, But it's mostly here. Again, it's a, mostly a comic book show, but I'm here with uh, two hardcovers of my uh, webcomic called The Middle Age. Oh, cool. And how's it going for you? Gone well? Fantastic. The second volume came out during the blip doing the yeah. you know the, blip, like that, the yeah. 2020 yeah. and so now that uh and so it's a new book for this show and it's done really well oh that's good news do you have like people have you done the show before so it's like regulars coming back to you exactly a lot of people had volume one back in 2019 and it's great to see them again oh good stuff man how are you finding webtoons for you um i like it it's a really young audience i didn't think my stuff would work there and it's not i don't do really in the anime style and the yeah. manga style um uh, no style whatsoever and <laughs> Get off. It's, and it, it's good the audience is really nice, really receptive, and they read it. And it's it's clearly the, the characters are now real to those readers, and they treat them as though they're real, and it's it's nice to have that audience. Do you get the feedback on there? Do you get lots of feedback on it? I do. I do. It's yeah. quite a bit. It's, it's, and it's lovely. I don't know. People braced me for a very, I don't know, snarky audience, a yeah. very young audience, but they get it. I mean, occasionally I have to hit Urban Dictionary to understand what they're saying because <laughs> I'm old. But, uh, <laughs> a bit but, like the show, really. You have to do yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's good, lovely to meet you, man. So where can we uh, where can we look at your comic? Where can we buy the miniatures? And where can we buy the hardbacks? Uh, middleagecomic.com. Minis will be available after the campaign ends. Uh, again, middleagecomic.com. And it's currently on Kickstarter? Uh, yes, through July 18th. Okay, and what's the name of it on Kickstarter? What's the easiest Minis way to find it? Minis from the Middle Age. Minis from the Middle Age. Yeah. Real. Good work, man. Thanks, dude. Good to meet you. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you. So, I'm at Heroes. Uh, this is the only video, interview I've done, Ted. Do you know that? Oh, the I'm only one I've done, yeah. Oh, jeez. Thank you. Here with Ted Sakura. Now, I was a big fan of Bloom. Um, uh, firstly, how are you finding the convention? It's terrific. It's the first time I've done it. Yeah. And, you know, so many shows these days are celebrity-themed, which is fine because often you can, as a comic creator, do those shows and sort of stand out because there's not so many comic creators anymore. But um, this show is really comic-centric, like nothing I've ever seen. And I wish I had more time to walk the floor. Yeah, I've got the same. You, you one manning it here, you? Yes. This is because it's quite a setup you've got here. So. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I got two tables side by side, uh, a couple big banners, and yeah, I bring my book, so it all fits out in one cart, believe it or not. Oh man, you got someone to look after it while you, you know. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean my neighbors are good. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, we all kind of watch each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. It's um, there's no Funko nonsense here. There's no someone who was in the background in Star Wars nonsense, is there? Yeah, right, right. It's just like great comics positivity. I felt, you know. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Sales been good or? It's been terrific. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, yesterday was the eighth best day I've ever had on a show floor. Not that I'm counting. Oh, that's very mathematical of you. Yeah. yeah. yeah you I, no, it's yeah, one yeah. of the things that kind of motivates me is just kind of <laughs> benchmarks. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, I was very taken. I backed all the Bloom Kickstarters. There's a couple of things I want to ask you about that. Firstly, you released it um, almost on, like, a schedule. Was it, like, six a year? Was it, well, there were four issues, and, right. yeah, it's, it's as scheduled as an indie like us can be. And yeah. it came out, I think, April, then June then August, then December or something. I don't know. There was two or three months between each issue. So it's almost like um, you're almost doing Diamond, but through Kickstarter in a way, aren't you? You know. Well, we're doing both. Right, okay. Uh, right. So that was the reason. Um, when COVID hit, Bloom had actually been solicited back in... Uh, the year COVID started, which now I'm... 2020? 2020, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was in the April preview guide. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So yeah, yeah. The, the preview guide that all the shops closed on, and my rep from Diamond said, hey, this is the worst time ever to launch a number one <laughs> issue because people aren't even getting the preview guide. Right. And if they don't get the number one, they're, you know, so yeah, I get yeah. it. So we just pulled it. They allowed us to do that. And, you know, we waited and waited. And then we had the idea with our punchline book, to Punchline and the Vaude Villains, yeah, uh, spin off from our Tap Dance Killer series, yeah, which um, is great. Instead, oh, appreciate yeah, what you get. Yeah, yeah. Um, we decided, hey, let's just do. Uh, we'll do that one through Diamond, but we're also going to run a Kickstarter while it's in solicitation. Okay. And yeah. I was at first worried that some shops would be kind of uh, plucky about that because you're almost taking their business to the Kickstarter platform. Yeah. They're both shop fronts to me. They're both Yeah, you know, and, and really, a good Kickstarter for us is 400 people. I mean, when you take every, and there's 2,000 shops, like, how many did we really steal from you? Yeah. Nobody said anything, which was wonderful. And it's good for me, because I've been seeing it on Kickstarter in another yeah. country, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it would have never been. And you might have seen it on Comixology, but then they blew up Comixology, and now you can't really do that too well. So, uh, yeah, it was, then I just, that was, this is the new model we're going to release through diamond and we'll also do a kickstarter direct with a lot of other covers and things that we can't offer through the stores yeah no i loved it man i loved getting it regularly you and the, the beauty of it is you let me know when the next issue is coming out you weren't pushy 
you know, I didn't get like, a, million, that. a million emails, which is great. <laughs> it was a great following story, you know, from point one. So did you want to just talk a little bit about who Bloom was and where she came from? Yeah, yeah. This is, um, she, she started elsewhere, didn't she? She did. And uh, the name of the series is Bloom. Um, her name is Regina. And yeah. she made her debut in our first comic series. So we have four. Okay. Um, Apama the Undiscovered Animal, which is about a Hungarian ice cream truck driver on the streets <laughs> of Cleveland who unlocks the spirit force of the most savage beast mankind has never known and becomes this ragtag superhero. So yep. what people like about Apama, you know, if I'm doing my pitch here, yeah, uh, it yeah, reminds yeah. them of classic Marvel. Yeah. Um, but you're not trying to catch up with 70 years of history. There's a little, a little bit of a sort of straightforward storytelling style to it, which I liked, you know. Thank you. Uh, and, and you know, our guy Ilya, he drives an ice cream truck. This is not your brilliant Peter Parker, wealthy Tony Stark type. There's no Avengers in his uh, speed dial. So it's a, just a different vibe. I used to, my dad had a tire store when I was growing up, and I worked there when I was 13 to 18. And I would change tires with these guys, and he's based on those kind of dudes. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So in issue five of Apama, he meets the nemesis of the series, Regina, this hippie, trippy, psychedelic flower child gone horribly wrong cult leader. And she's been waiting for him for over 40 years. He has no idea what he's in for, and she's a presence throughout that series. Yeah. So Bloom goes back to tell the story in 1969 when Regina uh, becomes... Regina. Yeah. So this is, it happens on the day of, um, the same day as, they don't go to the music festival, do they? They don't go to Woodstock, but they're it, tapping yeah. into the collective consciousness yeah. of that event. Yeah. So we have a saying on, we have, sorry to interrupt you, but we have a saying on the podcast, never stick your cock in crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we can sum up a lot of Bloom by the yeah. mistakes that the, the protagonist oh, makes. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have this pitch for it, you know, and, and I'll, I'll give that, but yeah. somebody, uh, one of the store retailers gave me one and it was so much quicker. <laughs> But uh, for description's sake, um, Ramsey, we have this struggling comic book creator in 1969 who is actually an auto mechanic by day, wants to be a comic creator. So, again, pulling from my own, a lot of this is autobiographical. Um, He can't get the look of his villain right, and he goes to this festival and meets this dancer. And he's like, oh, my God. After the show, he approaches her and says, hey, I'm doing a comic book, and I would love you to pose as my villain. So Regina is down for anything, kind of hippie woman, and she says, Says, yeah, let's let's do it. They go into the woods. Innocently enough, he starts painting all these glyphs on her body. And when she asks what they are, he says, "You know, it's just something I saw one night when I was tripping real hard, and, and it was all around me. And I just drew it all up, and that's what it is. It's nothing." So Ramsey's like this, you know, doesn't believe in anything. Regina believes in everything, and once it's on her. Something happens, and she starts to know things about him. That's the point where it becomes really creepy. When they, yeah. no spoilers, but they reach a house in the woods, don't they? Yeah. They think, Fuck me, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and this was happening to me as a child. I would go out in the woods, and there were there were houses, and it was just like it was the strangest thing. And there was this legend around uh, where I grew up of this area called Helltown, um, and it was this part of there were a bunch of homes. The government took over the park system, got rid of the roads, but the homes were left behind out in the middle of the woods, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and it, yeah. it became this party central. But um, we, we turn up the, uh, yeah. you know, fiction. No, no spoilers, but there's a couple of moments in it where I'm thinking, oh, here we go, next issue. But, yeah, it's very good, man. And you got some great artists on it. Um, who was the artist on? The- oh, yeah, thank you. Um, Butch Mappa. He, yes, very uh, good. Yeah. I, 200 artists. Uh, at the time, I was doing a search for both Tap Dance Killer and Bloom. 
I got 200 artists, and Butch was the first one I, I actually cast in the role. And really, what I liked about him—I mean, Regina's an extremely sexy, you know, character. But it's not I didn't. Cheesecake though. I didn't. Yeah, thing. and yeah. so many people when they did their tryout sketches, it was that typical way exaggerated I, they when, twist their body so bad I'll throw yeah, their back kind yes. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. when I saw his Regina I was like man that's a person I want to hang out with for four issues she looks Great. she looks fun yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and you know it's good no, it's lovely. And you got some great variant covers as well, didn't you? Some yeah, super, we've had Tula yeah. Lote, uh, Benito oh, nice. Gallego. Yeah, she, we know her from Thought Bubble, so she's one of the organizers. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and the other thing you, I noticed, you came out just in a mailer, I think, on Thursday or Friday. You're Now, this is brilliant because you're involved with Troma Studios, is that right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, before we ever got into comics, we made a, a feature film, and it was called Hero Tomorrow. Okay. And it was uh, an independent uh, feature about, a, again, a struggling comic creator, and he can't get his book published but his girlfriend makes him a costume of his own character for Halloween then he goes nuts running around in the costume trying to fight crime now his costume his whole idea in the movie was a pama a pama was just okay. made to be this hard to explain comedy idea in an independent feature film right it debuted at Comic-Con International. Uh, we got notes from several people, most notably Tony Isabella, creator of Black oh, Lightning. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He said, you know, there's really nothing like his Apama idea in comics. You guys really should think about doing that. So we thought, all right, it's not going to be an adaptation of the movie. This is what our creator would have made. And there we go with oh, the Hungarian ice cream truck okay. driver you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in oh, Cleveland. That's great stuff. Yeah, mate, I love it. I think prolific is not the word for you. I'm, if oh. people can't see it, I'm standing here in front of just absolutely two tables full. You've even had to put stands up to get some of the stuff in there. Lovely stuff. Very readable, um, proper comics. It's not all splash pages. It's good sequentials. Uh, and I recommend people get it. It's available on Comixology. Um, and you do. I, I get the comics digitally because I back you on Kickstarter digitally. Mm, right, right. But, um, where can people find you, man? Where can we find uh, you online? Well, uh, Hero Tomorrow com. We named our company after the film, and um, we're doing a Kickstarter next month, starting like uh, July fifth or sixth, and that will be for a Pama the entire run. And with the new issue, we go back to Troma. I, I, the reason right. I told you about. It, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, when we played Hero Tomorrow at the Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, um, we were picked up from the airport. Milo Miller, the co-writer, and I. With Lloyd Kaufman, and oh, we got that. We we, we were in <laughs> the cab. We were in the ride back <laughs> with Lloyd, and it was just like, oh my God, what are our heroes? And um, you know, Apama is such a weird, offbeat comic. I had this idea to. You know, maybe I was driving by a mattress store and there was a gorilla out front, you know. <laughs> Come on in. And I was like, so uh, the quick pitch on this Kickstarter or, or this story, uh, our, our guy Ilya, the ice cream truck driver, is going through the want ads and it says, Apama, I want to pay you ten, uh, pay you $1,000. Right. And he's never seen that kind of money in one chunk. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. All right. So he, uh, he goes to, he figures it's some grateful citizen that he saved. But it goes. He gets to the address, and it's a mattress shop. Right. And it's and Lloyd Kaufman is playing the mattress salesman for us, and his name is Lloyd. But he's you know there's no trauma stuff, but it's it's all Lloyd personality wise. And Lloyd's like, hey, I had to get you in here. Uh, I want you to sign autographs at my big sale, and I'll pay you a grand. And you know our guy Illy's like, geez, give me a break. But then he's like, well, maybe maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's not, but we'll have to read the book to see. But it's oh, nice uh, work, man. What could go wrong? It's that, it's that kind of story. Good. I look forward to that one. Another one. Yeah, it's great stuff. And where can, what's your socials, Ted? Okay. Uh, my own are Ted Sikora, T-E-D-S-I-K-O-R-A, and uh, Hero Tomorrow. You know, that's on Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook, all of the above. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, please be looking out for that Kickstarter come July. But it, oh, the point of that too, you'll be able to get everything, and we'll be shipping all over the world. Yeah. Um, you know the whole the well, whole pack- digital the, packages as well. I'm digital packages, yeah. but yeah, even the, you know we'll be shipping if you want the, the actual books. So yeah. Yeah, otherwise, it's sometimes hard to get them. Yeah. Uh, oh, mate, yeah. Yeah. Completely. So yeah, that's uh, brilliant. Yeah. Thanks, Ted. Absolute pleasure, man. Yeah, really good. Hey, Finally man. Thanks you. for having me. Yeah. And there you have it. Lovely bit okay. of comics positivity there. Mm. Just so I repeat it, never stick your cock in crazy. There's <laughs> a whole uh, comic about that. Yeah. Dan, I think you'd like it. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to take it on a case by case basis. I'm going or to just ignore that. it completely, yeah. as I have. Yeah. 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 Much like this show, take it on an episode by episode basis, <laughs> or just completely ignore it. And uh, this week marks our seven years. I know. Doing this. This is our seven lucky number seven. Seven year anniversary. Copper and wool. That's the thing you're supposed to celebrate with. What? Copper and wool. You know, you give people, like couples, you give that every well, copy rhyming slang or something for a minute. Then. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. I was a bit, you can't just say those yeah. random words just out of Sorry, the yeah. <laughs> You know, like so many years is paper and then you get all the other shit. That's what that's supposed to be, seven years. Met this girl gave her a right copper and wool. <laughs> what could that be short for? Paul, don't, write, don't. write in and let us know. No. Usual address. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Seven... I'll read Vince's home address out later. Seven seven years of uh, doing this show, and uh, for those of you who have listened since episode one, what on earth have you been doing with, with all of those hours? Um, I think what you could have done. Yeah, yeah. Um, we certainly could have. Has anyone had sex whilst listening to us? I've always been interested. I don't in think so, but let us know. Not with so. yourself, but you know. No, 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 oh, that yeah. one. That, that I wonder one, if anyone's yeah, committed yeah. a crime. Well, we're meeting John Ottaway, aren't we? When we see him. So. <laughs> Could have been doing multiples. Yeah, look, look, yeah, we don't we don't want this um, show to go into evidence. Um, <laughs> but thank you to everyone that's been listening to us for all all these years doing this. Um, so we thought we'd um, sort of pose a question. Tony, you wanted to pose a question, and we've already talked a little bit about this. Now, yeah, we've fair, gone into this a little bit. Haven't we? Fair warning yeah. about what's about to come up next, because it will be real. <laughs> now <laughs> what I mean is you know real talk there is there is going to be some real talk coming up um, and you'll see why because the question is now the question I pose to you guys is how has small press changed since where we began on the ACP so seven years we, we, we've had um, a little bit of a discussion around it haven't we about the move yeah. to being very more financially motivated. In yeah. a word, a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was, I put that question on, on our WhatsApp group and, and Dan went, yeah, it's changed a lot. And I said, you can't just say that, Dan. No, no, no. I, I, I elaborate <laughs> more. Um, yeah. By the podcast medium. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's certainly been a... Um, well, just watch, watching comics in general... Um, has has been very interesting in the, in this past sort of seven years because um, I've been more involved in it and in, in, you know okay. even if it's very much you know from the you know on the horizon just watching from afar um, I've been more actively involved with you know or watching reading just anything that's been going on in comics 
Um, so yeah, I will back up what you said, Dan. There has been a lot. Yeah. Um, certainly, the, the show the show has changed a bit over the years, um, a, a little bit um, about what we talk about, what we like talking about, what we don't like talking about. Um, but the community itself now, there's there's a certain. I mean, I would I would say for the first, I don't know, maybe a year or two. I think it's in some ways it's hard for me to judge that too much because it feels like those first two years honeymoon. were, were <laughs> the honeymoon. But it was more that was our journey to becoming like we were by the by the end of two years we were in it. We were in we were in the field and the undergrowth fully. Do you know what I mean? And we were more aware of people from the community, the, all these new creators. We we were definitely, you know, when, when when we started this show, it was definitely it's, ah, I am a babe in the woods. Give me all your comics. I want to discover everything. So, and one of the beautiful things about the show has been the discovery of a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, meeting of some wonderful people. Yes, mm. absolutely wonderful. And a, and a community, the comics community and the ACP community that's grown up has been has been wonderful. But everything is always moving and evolving, and like I mean, as this discussion that we just had just before this bit, um, it's been an interesting topic of what gets to us or what interests us, and like certainly, totally, you know, the, the money is. I'm I'm now. <laughs> I don't know whether it's just being getting to the point of like, oh, I've had enough now. I just want to hear about the comics again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you yeah, just yeah, get, yeah. it gets a bit fed up. Whether it be like whether it be the financial stuff, like Tony says, or or like the online arguments that people have, or or like and we know. used to we used to talk about the new drama, didn't we? I remember when we first started. Yeah. I remember the one that really rings a bell is that dude. Is it Scott Alley from Dark Horse? End up biting someone when he was drunk. <laughs> and to be fair, we probably talked about it because we found it funny. I've got to be honest with you. Um, but if we talked about every drama now. We'd be doing a show every night that would be four hours long. Yeah, yeah. And I and think that's was, part. This, of, this part was of never the set up to be a weekly news show. No, that's not. We're um, not TMZ. I, thank God. Most of it, I have no interest in talking no. about. Yeah. It's, it's almost below us, isn't it? You know, this is like a, a bigger problem generally, that though, isn't it? And we've kind of. Yeah. Uh, I think we're trying to seed it and not. We we sometimes do talk about what's gone on and stuff, but everyone's talking about the drama as opposed to the actual content of what. I I yeah. hope. And certainly, we of course have been guilty of you know giving too much time to some faff one way or another. Every I think everyone has. No one's no one's been immune from occasionally talking about spending yeah. too much time on some shitty topic. Um, but I hope certainly when it comes to um, when we talk about like digital comics distribution and stuff, and I know that's been the thing we've we've been watching over the past years. I hope that when we talk about it, it's also to Highlight and what it means for no, independent creators. Yeah, in, I mean, we, we did that as an experiment so that you don't have to. That was yeah, the idea yeah, around a lot of yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it is very much because this is an independent comic show. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we talk about we, our love for the the bigger two or whatever else is going in comics, but we're also just a bunch of people making great little, uh, you know, comics we love making. People, yeah. Much like mm. a lot of you people out there. So, yeah. That that hopefully is the content that shines through, and um, but like I say, like there's all the things as digital has risen, fallen. We've had a bloody pandemic during the show, um, yeah. which you know that wasn't planned when we started. 
We've all, had, we've all had kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah. On the show's yeah. running. We've all, uh, we've all had a number of different mistresses. Yeah, yeah. Um, killed someone once. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a big thing. Not just, just say not one... just once, Tony. There, 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 the there, second there time, yeah. I thought we could. Yeah. Okay. See, I did find one... more bleach actually. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I say one thing? I think that just one thing that occurred to me is I think we've gone from being a small voice to being a much bigger voice as a movement. I think about four years ago I started quoting. I think we all started talking about small press as a movement in this country, and I genuinely yeah. think it is. Um, but I think we've gone from being those tables at a convention, which might might also have had Jason Aaron or a Marvel's booth or something like that, mm. to being everything about conventions. I mean, there's no secret now. Thought Bubble is basically a small press convention. Press, yeah, yeah, and a lot of them, a lot of them are like that. Mm. Um, and it would be like they'll get the names in. They'll get the dealers in, and they'll fill the rest with small press. That doesn't happen anymore. No, uh, I think it's I think it it's grown not in numbers, but it's also grown in presence. And yeah. um, also, we've become a tool of a number of conventions to pay for tables and halls and make a profit. That's cynical, you think? No, yeah, fair enough. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, like you pay your price to get your table, and uh, yeah. like you mentioned earlier, these people won't see that money back but that's money in the, the tip knocking up the con total to make sure it's economically viable when you're, in, so when, when you're an and... independent comics creator especially just starting out going to conventions and tabling conventions is such an exciting thing yeah the, the amount of people who have like especially there's people who have probably fallen foul of like um someone who's just sold those tables to them because it's somewhere local to them. Do you know I mean, how many times have we talked about it? like you know we laughed about the yeah you know the person who's there to open a bag of crisps or someone's brought an owl um, <laughs> yeah, to these yeah, shows. Yeah. Um, Colin Baker. Um, <laughs> but on the, but the other side of that is like you know there, there's God bless them. There's these indie creators who just want to get their books out there. Yeah. Um, and I wonder uh, how much that will. It, get worse or get better and how much we won't be or we will be used in the future around that i don't it's nice to for example the guy from bridlington i thought that was a real breath of fresh air yeah he's running something that's got comic convention on it and he wants to get people who make comics on and i thought brilliant he's giving free tables out for that and i thought that's ideal but but you know well as i do that some prices of convention tables you know off convention shows keep going up and you you know as well as i do we're paying for them to get their friend over from america or whatever yeah you know to be a guest i mean uh kind of i've mentioned before like when we went to that thought bubble i was like i don't really want i don't really like this convention experience yeah. like it was, it was the fact that there's people there we know but like generally what the other stuff was there was like i don't really i'm not really this is not for me man like yeah there's that table across the way that was sending like anti-capitalist prints and stuff <laughs> so sell them all you want it's fine but like i don't really want to you don't turn uh, away don't, people who are selling comics to have, yeah, you know, maybe like they'd advertise themselves wrongly when they applied. Who knows, you know? But um, surely, but, like, even a, I know the the thought bubble tables are kind of investigated, aren't they? Like, there's a bit of creation curated, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. So someone must have said, "Oh, that's fine." Uh, which, okay, I, I, I don't know. I, I was just a bit let down yeah. by the whole show. Yeah, yeah, it was an unusual one. Mate. I mean, was it? Just because it was post COVID, or I don't know, it was a, it was an unusual event that one, wasn't it? Yeah, one, one, uh, having been to thing. the early thought bubbles and seen, you know, like him again. We I saw John Romita Junior and all these sort of people at them, you know. Yeah, because last yeah. time everyone was hyping up the thought bubbles and oh, this is the UK con. And when I went, I was kind of like, oh Christ, I was I was expecting more of an experience that you had tea. Yeah, well, it was a, and 
Funny, yeah, I know what you mean. So people were saying that to me in Charlotte. I was saying, do you ever get across to the UK? And there was, and I was actually thinking, what con do I recommend to them? Because oh. they're hope they're probably hoping to come over here and it be the equivalent of UCAC, where you've got Alan Moore, Garth, you know, all the you yeah. know, got all the UK Scottish, you know, Irish creators at it, and we don't have that anymore. So UCAC used to be that, you know, you'd have Alan Grant, John Wagner, Pat Mills, you know, you know, even Kapow was like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we have that anymore. We you have, have a lot of small press shows, you know. With a lot of pull to put those kind of names in yeah. together, they think. A lot, oh, yeah, yeah. A, a, and also a lot of the um, the sort of the bigger name creators, um, they they really do weigh up the worth of like, is it worth me doing it? Yeah, I mean, they do. When, when I could be, yeah. when I could be working on this project or working on that project or they've got agents and they've got all kinds of things and there's the other thing is as well is i, I had a conversation with one one of the guys at um tcaf and of course they'd had that drama over was it called pink cat or something i can't remember the yes name the, the nft the nft pink person cat, and um and they were saying i'm really looking forward to there being some kind of convention that doesn't have a drama yeah. you know and yeah. you're you're weighing up the, the adverse effect on your credibility by doing a convention sometimes. Yeah. And I know Thought Bubble had it with Frank Miller, didn't they? There always seems to be some drama going on with yeah. a convention at the moment. Yeah. I mean, we, kind of got, we got fucking pulled into the Frank Miller stuff. And it's like, <laughs> we was only going there to like exhibit, uh, take our books <laughs> no. there. And it was asking for, getting asked for our take and stuff on Twitter. Yeah, we, liked, like, we liked Thought Bubble and we like Frank Miller. So fuck yeah. everyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how it works yeah, for us. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's the um, there's been a, like it's the increasing. I find that I'm a little bit more cynical, and I don't like. I'm tired of cynicism. Yeah. Fucking same, you know mate. I mean? Because it's so, so exhausting. It's exhausting. Mate, that's why I loved heroes so much. Yeah, yeah. That's why I got so excited and and sent you guys fucking nonstop yeah. pictures yeah. of me being excited. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Remember, we was walking around at that London Civil Comic Con, and we like Frank Cho was at that table, Vince, me and you, and we were like fucking <laughs> schoolgirls. Like, like, oh god, oh I can't god, talk to him. Like I didn't talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, do you remember? Do you remember the um, Mike Zek incident? Oh we're man, like, fucking hell! Like, uh, yeah, exactly, and I just right? went right. <laughs> we just kind of like, ambushed him and went over there. Yeah. I was trying to ring you both. I know what. At the same time, trying to engage him in conversations yeah. and get you both over. Yeah. yeah. Overcomes overcomes Vince walking like bod. All right. Right. It's only when I looked at what I thought, oh Mike Zek, why do I know that name? We saw one of the prints saw one of the prints and went, Oh, that's Mike Zek. Yeah. And he started looking for his body of work and you're like, Christ and right, he done yeah. this, he done yeah. that and it's like these yeah. all Yeah. No. But it, it feels like um as well, I mean social media has changed a massive amount over the past seven years. Yeah. Everything cha- everything's always gonna change and move forward. Um What about I, kinds of comics? Do you think that's changed, guys? I mean we're yeah. obviously seeing the Yeah. The sort of predominance of D and D themed things that you know, yeah. in other words, sort of it's, cross pollinate the two fandoms, but, isn't it? Uh, you know? But also, a couple of years before that, there was the autobio books. Certainly, yeah. we were talking about, and, and we had the Lovecraft thing before that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think books. there's always yeah. um, what's popular at the time. Now, yeah, of course, yeah. if, you, if you're a creator... Zombie think, books before that. Yeah, We, we have yeah. said that on this show. Like, don't fucking try and make a comic book about yeah. what's popular because yeah. yeah. by the time it comes out, yeah. it's old news. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you like it, if you love it, and it's a story you want to tell, make it. It doesn't matter if you know it's no, popular. No, no. It's popular yeah. now or was popular five years ago. Some people may go, oh, "I wanted to do, make this book, but no one seems to like these books anymore." Sometimes the stories just need to be told. 
you know, and and if they're good enough, they, it will. It's good out. art, good story. Uh, people that pick up and read yeah, it, yeah. yeah, may not be hundreds and hundreds of people. It might only be a dozen or so, yeah. but those people yeah. might fucking love it. Yeah, I think. So, I think I, the, other, the other thing I've seen with the, the type of comics is, and the attitude of people making them is, it used to be that um, small press was the destination. So I wanted to make comics I could sell at conventions mm, with yeah. my mate. So that was my destination. I, I think a lot of the time now, this is again me being cynical, but. I think I see this more with writers and artists, honestly. You see people arrive to, like, hopefully have a flash in the pan with a small press book that they can then use as a stepping stone to go and write for a bigger yeah. company. And I think people, a lot of people aren't seeing small press as a destination. They're seeing yeah. it as a, stepping stone. a, a stop yeah. on the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've yeah. seen that often the proliferation of people saying, I've got this script, I want to change it into a comic. And it's like, yeah. well, because that didn't work, you're trying to try and change up mm. and use a different method of attack. And it's like... Don't yeah. do that, man. But we also see this kind of thing where people they are I'm doing this comic and then suddenly they're befriending all the wrong all the right or yeah. they think are all the right people on Twitter. They're trying the, to they're trying to have a drink with them in the bar, you know, in it's the, the, the Netflix know, like, pitch comic. You yeah. know what I mean? We saw a couple of those. And to be fair, some of them are quite decent. Like they're kind of like the real strong idea and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when you get the the it's a bit Not necessarily to a TV series, I mean D, I think making it to try and get a Marvel or DC. Yeah, yeah so I mean, like, being just sort of yeah. very, very obvious about it. Yeah, kind of you like, know? well, we had stuff, yeah, I won't mention names, but just like your entire thing is like, oh, look at this. This is so ideal for you to be picked up and I can be slotted into this book and yeah. you're ticking a box, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, nah, man, that's not the way. To, well, I can't tell you the way to do it. I've never tried to do it. No, and I can't tell you how many it. times we've seen people appear on our are sort of in our sights, you know, trying to get in our in our eye line, it's you know, and they're the just ones, so obvious, aren't they? The ones I got that, no fucking um, right, yeah. You know, as as I sort of uh, sometimes retreat the wheels back and just sort of watch from afar. Um, for me, sometimes people think that making comics is a personality contest, yeah, rather than being a you know that was on the page yeah yeah um i think what like when it turns in terms of one of those people that are like making indie comics and then they they grow and they get into like the bigger companies and they're still all about the comics one of the highlights for me is always ram v like mm. when when you see mm-hmm. a ram v post it's like oh i'm so excited that, that we've got you, you know there's always there's always a bit of salesmanship as well there's always there i'm so excited we've got this book coming out this week and he'll show it's in, a it's in diamond this week i've yeah. got no problem with people yeah. doing that and, no, no, and, no, and no, also no, and also like he's showing he's not just saying he's showing as well he's like you see this cover or you see there you know and that also feeds through to like you know the dc have got all these new logos and that starts a whole conversation but it's a positive conversation about mm creation and the comics you know whether and and the discussion certainly like the logo thing got us got a whole bunch of people going well i like this logo don't like this logo but it's all it all it all felt positive rather than just just the love of comics still i'm fine with that it's the it's the it's the people who clearly just hit that hitch their wagon to whatever the new politics is whatever the new subject is you know they come in they got no fucking knowledge about comics at all and you know it's just this sort of shameless Oh, that'll be easy. These people are all yeah. dingoes. Well, Almost, you know. Yeah, one of the problems is like the comics, as far as I've ever known them, the comics crowd have always been really nice, really welcoming. Couldn't fucking do an, enough for you. And yeah. I feel like kind of that's been used yeah, I think you're right. by some individuals yeah. to kind of like get in. And it, yeah. it, at times I, I feel like, oh, this isn't really a nice place anymore. It's kind of like, ugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is that. Um, 
<laughs> God, we're the, we're the three grumpy old men again, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, no, but we're only talking in the space of like five, six, seven years. It's not like... Mm. Yeah. Because I used to, like, back when we started the show, I was like putting out Vanguard twice a week as a webcomic. I didn't really know loads of my readership because uh, they were all like screen names and stuff. And yeah. I was just putting out too much week for nothing. I wasn't selling it, wasn't doing anything with it. And yeah. I was quite happy doing that. I would have carried on doing that. But like, as we started getting into it, I said, like, oh, fuck it, I'll get it printed and tabled it. And it's been fun. But, I would never want to not do it. How has that been? Like, it's, it's fascinating to me, Dan. Like, obviously, because mm. you're from the web, web comics field. And like I say, before you were just you're doing it for the love of the game, um, let's say. Um, but obviously, since doing this show, you know, you are a voice now. And a lovely, sexy face. But that's uh, that's beyond the point. That was me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because you are more of a visible presence, and certainly, like you say, you didn't have any interaction with the audience. You've you're now at that point where you see your audience, you talk to your audience. Um, how has that changed your interactivity with the audience, like from all over the world, for instance? While you're still doing Vanguard, the the, the people that are were with you before this show for instance how has how has your journey as a web comic creator changed over these past years well mm. it's different because i moved up for like one of the big platforms because it's original on a duck and like on, instantly you've got like a big readership there and people can talk to when people have followed me over i've i've, I've sort of said i'll send this out to you i'll send you that and i went oh, you don't have to do that it's like, no it's fine like you're a reader man you've been here for fucking years i'll send you a copy of the book out it's not a problem and it kind of you get to know a couple of them and sort of there's one guy, every time I share any page, like a couple of days later, he shares it because that's when he reads it uh, on Twitter. And every time I'm like, thank you, cheers, man. Thanks for doing that. And he's been doing that for years. And I see yeah. the, the the same names coming up, making comments and asking about where the story's going. And yeah, love it, man. Just like, I mean, There's nothing better than that. Yeah. It's the yeah. best part of it. Yeah. yeah. People just are that, just in that the little, um, you know, and that speaks to the, it, it's an, it's an effortless thing, but it can mean so much just from someone going, I read this. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Goes such a long way. Yeah. And, and, you know, cut through all the cynicism and all the bullshit and what we think of the industry. But I think, I think a lot of this bullshit online is created by people who ain't reading the comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I had the best... I, I mean, I know I'm, I've got COVID brain, so I just sat in front of the telly, and I, I have literally read my way through a long box comic since I've been ill. Brilliant. And it's just, I, I wish I was ill every week, guys. It's not the best. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. like when the three of us get into a, our teeth into a book and really go for it, like uh, Top of Mind, Kent State, and yeah. we've got so much to talk about with absolutely few things. The, the, the thing about that is, I remember when we talked about Kent State or the one we talked about, what was the last one? Not Follow Me In, what was our new one? Um, oh, Breakwater. 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 Remember, us, we talked about half an hour before we even started the show on that because we were so excited. That's yeah. that's I, what I like, guys. That's what I want. And the, and the tour and the talk yeah. with uh, Kat. Uh, by the way, you need to get she Kat, was so Kat nice. Chat but she, um, yeah. but that, that talk also highlighted a lot of the stuff about the book that we. I got more out of the book. Oh, I know. I got so much more out of just the three of us chatting about it. Because I remember you saying that you said, "Oh, that's the beauty." I think you said something like, "That's the beauty of talking about it," because you realise what you like and what you don't like. And it, it's not necessarily, but in, for us, chunks of it, it certainly was with that book. Yeah. yeah. You know, we both like appreciated stuff because I was a bit lukewarm on it and then i started talking said, to you yeah. about it and i realized oh right no there's actually quite a lot here bits of that has really touched me you know yeah 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 sometimes you don't realize because, your opinion and stuff too yeah literally i bought through. so many comics because i hear you guys or other guys like 11 o'clock oh comics, yeah something like that talk about comics when i can't even fucking see the book 
Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. we're in an audio mod- uh, medium yeah, for like yeah. a visual, you know. I, th- I think it's it, 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 like for moments, like uh, for me, it's those times back in the day when I used to use comicology. Like <laughs> one of you guys would talk about something and I'd just say, I've just bought it now. Yeah, like, no, that's the best, feeling. best yeah. feeling ever. Yeah, maybe listeners yeah. can kind of get a, a sense of what one of us likes and think, well, that's for me, or maybe that's not yeah. Yeah. for me. Yeah. Depending on what we go for. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a general sense of that because um, we all like all like different things. And... I mean, do you think do you think we can still see books now at, with that clear heart, clear conscience thing? Because even though we're involved in, although albeit smallly in the small press industry. Can you guys still see it freshly like that? One of the, the absolute joys of this is when I get a comic and I'm in from the first page and I, everything else is lost and I'm just that comic. And Yeah. Uh, no, I, I still can. can. Yeah. I can still do it. One, yeah. I can point out, I'm going to mention it later in the show, this is that Limitless comic. As soon as I started reading it, I was just like, I was in that world and I, I didn't think anything else about Good. anything yeah. involved with it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I, um, for me, I... I still, um, I still love like just discovering the books. Like when, when you uh, like say you just get lost in a comic book or, or lost in a story like, from day one. It doesn't matter whether I know the creator or I don't know the creator. Um, sometimes it's better for me when I don't know the creator because then it's yeah. completely fresh, and there isn't there is no emotional attachment because I love all you people. If you're listening, and and I know you, I, I love you. But as soon as you know someone, it forever changes your opinion about their work. It does. Now, it does. It changes you, your relationship. You with could the book, say, "Oh no, yeah. no, I'll just think whatever I th- think about work." No, that's not the case. There, there is some subliminal part of you that is. Oh, there's an imprinting of yeah. my personality in everything I write. Yeah. yeah. And if you know me, that it cannot help but influence. Oh your god, yeah. Can't, yeah. Can't not yeah. help see your voice and Adam's yeah. in uh, Atomic Hercules. I yeah. think. I think one thing that has forever changed uh, my reading of comics and since it, since this show and getting to know the wonderful community and stuff is knowing uh, sometimes seeing being a little bit pickier with things seeing sometimes the shortcuts people have taken okay i'm more more, you know i see it more now like "Mm, that's a little bit lazy you know and these are these are usually books that we don't talk about on the show yeah um this always like "Mm." yeah and sometimes we'll show bits to each other going look at this this isn't that great is it Mm. um yeah maybe i maybe i do that a bit too much about certain things maybe do you think that's because of the the whole getting punched out as quickly as possible as cheaply as possible kind of mindset yeah i think i think it can be i think i think also what you've got there is the eye of someone who has to then talk about it which i think because we now have that eye because if you if you read something for want of a better word to review straight recommend it then you have to pay attention and almost make notes either in a on a bit of paper or mentally so you're reading it in a completely different way than you are if you're reading it um just for fun and the thing is we're forever looking for the book we're going to recommend on the show aren't we so yeah you know we we, we read a lot more than we recommend or even talk about yeah. um and so you you're reading it consequently in a different way so you are more likely to to spot those editorial or writing or art i, I, I have found i'm i'm reading a bit less than i than i used to or reading okay. slower do you think um what because my brain don't work good no, I mean because you're looking, uh, you're looking yeah, at it in a different way. Uh, you, you know? Sometimes, but I think I'm reading less because I'm waiting for that one where I don't have to think about it. 
you ever I mean? just read for pleasure and think, right, no, no, nothing to do? I do. I've started having to do this. Yeah. Sometimes I, don't, I, don't I do. Sometimes yeah. I do. Because yeah. I read and, more, all my but, pool list now, so I'm reading 40 comics a week. But the thing is, if I'm reading it for pleasure, it's probably getting recommended on the show. Do you know what I mean? That's, okay. that, that's the one okay, that's like, interesting. I didn't have to think about this. I just fucking... And how many times have I said uh, on the recommendation section, this comic's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> or I've just yeah, boiled it down to a very be. simple... Yeah. Like this description, it's just like, oh yeah, it just took. It was just a rollicking adventure. It's because, like, when I read it, I just thought this is fucking great, and I didn't think about anything else other than what's the next panel, what's the next page. You know, no, let me always read this. old trades and stuff all the time. Like, yeah, I've read a million times, and I take mm. it up and read it. Well, if we're talking about this, because we're almost talking about the state of the world, the state of the industry, state of the mm. small press industry, aren't we? Let me pose this question then: Is it better now? Or better then? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, uh, it's coming uh, in a bit fresh faced. Where are you like, talking about? When? What? When we when started. we started? Yeah. I think um, for me, I think there was a point where the, we crested the wave. I think we the wave. Yeah. The we were peaks and troughs. You think we were he- like? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's inevitable that all all industries have great years and bad years. You know, you yeah. see it you, yes. from the Oscars yeah, 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 down yeah. to the Iceland's, don't you? You know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we I think we did I... have that year. I always think of it. We had that year where we went fucking nuts for Europe comics, and yeah. No Brow was kicking, you know, out some amazing yeah. stuff. Fanographics was putting some amazing books out and stuff like that. Hmm. And we had those couple of years, and I don't feel like we're, we're seeing that again at the I, moment. I, I feel no. like there's the increase of us whinging about things which I think is a, yeah I don't it like is an issue <laughs> yeah. no, see the, you know, know you know how you get around that sell a kidney come to Heroes with me next year <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what maybe it's the whole kind of post-Covid thing is like it, we're, we're not seeing the fruits of those labours because of what covid and lockdown stuff did to people they didn't yeah that has put, numerous effects out. on some people's productivity but also mm. on what they know what they can write about because they didn't do yeah. fucking anything for two years mm. yeah. yeah so maybe like in six months six to nine months you might start seeing a whole new raft of comics i thought that the people were going to take that time to make comics yeah. but it seems a lot of people did we did i'd say i think there's we talked quite a lot about this actually when i was away it became a subject that got brought up a lot and I was speaking to Alexis here, Alexis um, Deacon about it, who instantly, guys, we've got to get on. What a funny dude. Real. You've read Geish, haven't you, um, Vince? Yeah. No, bro. Yeah. 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 Mate, what a dude. What a funny fucking geezer. You'll love him. But anyway, and we were saying that it goes two ways. It's either you become like super active, um, and which is what I did. I sort of became very, you know, productive. Or you did the opposite. And I think I'm not blaming either people for either really, but I think it tended to be one of two ways. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah. there, because there was the whole, I mean, cause the mental health wasn't, was a whole mm. reason about it. You know, it's how you cope, what, you know, what how oh, it yeah. happens. And like, there's no wrong way about it. If you didn't, if you couldn't make comics, if you couldn't work on your art at that time, that is, that is as important as like just going, right, I have to make everything, you know, because maybe sometimes people just had to make all this stuff because they people had to. People deal with things in different yeah. ways, man. I always yeah. find when I'm in the most stressful periods of my life is I throw myself into work. Yeah. Yes. You know, but some people stripping. can't do that and I understand that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wallpaper stripping. Get your minds out of the <laughs> <Yeah>. Disgusting. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, actually, I actually think we're in a bit of a trough at the moment. I'm hoping it's, we're going to yeah. come out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's as the world is, is slightly murky and um, as, as the COVID fuzz, fuzzy head. It feels like yeah. the world has still got the fuzzy head for the past two years and everyone's not quite... We're not sure where we are yet. Um, get, get out and get some experiences and get some life in you and write about it. And that's all you've got to do, I think. Yeah. yeah I Ta- wrote quite a lot Tabling for me, tabling over the past seven uh, like past few years tabling for me became less enjoyable personally okay um not going to conventions but tabling became a less enjoyable experience um that's not to say i didn't enjoy that i haven't loved meeting everyone that comes to the table because i not everyone well yeah but you're not always there tony oh i was you you know i was you while we were away really i got caught Large chains of people who just done my Sweden. How does it feel? Oh, no. It was awful. Honestly, I felt like the life was being sucked out. It of me changes you as a person. It, it does. Yeah, because the other two had their heads down drawing, and I had to have these yeah. conversations. Yeah, I think Cliff Keith yeah. um, said to me, "Oh, you become Vince." <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, was that noise? Sorry, Dexter's just talking to me. Okay. Unbelievable. Oh, but how dare he have a life? Yeah. Seven years. Seven <laughs> yeah. years. And now you've decided you just don't. So I'm going cautious. Are a ghost? I'm uh, training up the, the next host to take over the reins. <laughs> the next generation. Oh, really? Going to become a legacy character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just, just send him the link for Urban Dictionary and he'll be able to take over your right, yeah. Um Although speaking of which, I can, never look, I can never look at a Cornish pasty the same way again after. Oh, is that, that a thing? I like Cornish pasties. Oh my god! It was like the third, the third article down. Horrified. <laughs> um, awful, awful. Where were we? <laughs> we were talking about you were being Vince at cons. You was, oh yeah, I got yeah, yeah, to yeah, I definitely, it definitely happened. Yeah. I turned into you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, is, there, there is. You know, you, you do get caught sometimes, but then again, you. You've, if, you just want to open the door to people to talk about comics, don't you? So you worked in retail, Vince. Uh, no, at all. Oh, okay, because I have because that that when someone comes starts talking to you and you're like, oh, I don't really want to talk to this person. You just can kind of like free will, but you do it quite effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, that's a compliment. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also what gets me into trouble. Clearly, a lot of a lot of the time, it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, when I'm trying I'm to tell some woman about. about a- bloody husband relationship problems at one point I was, all I could oh, think of was please let me die did yeah, anyone like pitch the classic I've got an idea for a comic and oh yeah, pitch, yeah, yeah, brilliant. yeah that was come to well, that was why we did all the balcony stuff the stuff from the balcony. what about the old uh, where do you get your ideas from <laughs> uh, no, didn't get, I don't think I got asked that did you get every, did you, get open a, any did of you our make comics, these yourself just, that's a yeah. very English question did you make did you Maybe make this yeah. yourself yeah no <sighs> no the thing is, where do you, if they open any of any of our comics and went, where do you get your ideas from? They would just think, oh, porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, not all of them. You've written some pretty thought-provoking stuff recently. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can get in uh, lots of shots, but we'll talk about that later. And I, I know that um, Dap meant this with much love, but he says, fucking, dis- that's fucking depressing, Tony. I went, yeah, it's meant to be, Dap. Come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not Atomic Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, in different flavours. Can't yeah. be... Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so comics has, um, in general, has changed a lot. The um, and if we're just talking about independent and small press, we've we've seen, we've seen the rise and rise, and but with like any growth industry, 
with uh, when something becomes more popular there's stuff that you like and stuff that you don't like it's, mm. it's just it's just naturally part of it yep. whether 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 it be the and I, when i say this it's usually got nothing to do with the work itself quite often it doesn't does it yeah, yeah. it's, it's oh, yeah. about the salesmanship of it or the personalities and stuff but, uh, yeah, it does seem yeah. to become heavily politicized which is one thing i fucking can't bear yeah do you know what I mean? I actually, I actually like, think it's the, the political thing is is what people use to become popular these days. It's almost become cynical yeah. in itself. Is rather than because it used to be like you would talk about the characters to endear yourself to a creator, mm. but now you you find out what their politics is and you back them up. You know, it's almost like that these days. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but like, I just don't want it to be. Yeah, that way. That's no, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's naive and childish and foolish to even think that it could be like that the way nowadays, but. Yeah. I do, I do yearn for those. Mm. I've, I've moved house twice since we started this show. Twice, be, of course you have. Yeah, yeah. I've moved once just to get away from me. Just, um, yeah. I'm getting further and further away. Yeah. <laughs> no more clicky pen, though. No more clicky pen, though. Shout out to episode one listeners. <laughs> How, or here's one. You might have to do a bit of uh, quick calculation here. How many comics you worked in in the time since we started the show? Oh, Don't. I will depress me. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> Tony, can you think? Know. Well, I think Tribute put out 15. Last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had two out this month. Yeah. Um, I don't know, guys. I'd have to... I have a shelf I where think. I put all the stuff I'm involved in, on, which I quite like, which is just hit shelf. I, I feel like I, I haven't done anything much, but I, I bet it will surprise me to look back and go, oh, yeah. Monster Spotters Club, my friend. I was in all that. these things you forget about. Man, Mandy yeah. the Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, the, there's the stuff that you forget about. I don't yeah. need to read off the list. And there's lots of monsters in my stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is. Uh, there's an awful Should lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, that was my greatest work. That's splash, that splash page. <laughs> yeah. What's the story just, about? Just let that joke yeah. out. Um, what's the story about? Story indeed. <laughs> just I don't know. There's, there's a few. I'm. I'm like you, like you, v, I couldn't remember. Oh, I did that thing, didn't I? And, uh, yeah, it's a number. And, I yeah. kind of sprung that on you, so it's a bit unfair. Yeah. That, that I'm a, yeah, I am. You know, I'm just grateful for all the great comics that we've discovered, listened to, or gotten to know the creators a little bit as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, some lovely, some some of the people we've chatted to, guys. Yeah, and to watch yeah. some of these people very oh. deservedly get Simmons, a spot, man, get Simmons, a spotlight on them. Simmons, that's yeah. the name. Yeah, he's a guy who's very much sort of small press. We yeah. bump into him a little shows and stuff, and now the dude's like, I think he's bought a whole village with his money, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> yeah, and Simmonsville. Tank. He bought a tank and he's got a lion in his garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember ages ago, years ago, we did the King's Legacy? Oh yeah, they, yeah. they won a prize to come on, didn't they? Do you remember? Yeah, they, yeah. I've seen work on King's Legacy issue too. In the no. days, yeah. <laughs> in in the days when. Like being on this show was a prize rather than a punishment. <laughs> Imagine that. That's what was that Lemmington? Was that a Lemmington Spa Comic Con thing? Yeah, they were nice guys, weren't they? Yeah, I liked them yeah, a lot. Great, great. Yeah, guys. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward. I liked that first issue. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, great yeah, first yeah. issue. When Elvis went to a different world That's and it. had become yeah. like a liberator. Yeah, <laughs> that's the comics we want to read. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah. Um, I've got a list. I've got episode one, the show notes for episode one in front of me. Right oh, now. read them out, my friend. Right, yeah. right. Do you want to know what we mentioned on episode one? Yes, Try the authentic- authenticity to do this for it. No, you got to think about that. The click in the pen. Why? Why? Why, man? 
Why burn me like that, man? No, because you, wait, you wait, made a note. You, you, you made a note. Like... It didn't bother me. It burned you. you was yeah, I can't remember it. I'm never going to yeah, do that again. I know, I know. But I didn't clock it. Yeah. Mm. You know how I feel about that, Dan. Why would you do that to me, man? <laughs> <laughs> Opening up old wounds. Yeah. <laughs> it took me six years, six and a half years. <laughs> Move over that. Two therapists. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Don't have it. Mention on episode one. Got to take a big breath. Stiffs. Paper Cuts and Ink Stains, Madius Comics, Airboy, When Life Gives You Lemons, Check for Limes, Comica, Vanguard, Raynard City, The Red Mouse from Mars, Stalkerville, Elcaf, No Brow Press, Avery Hill Publishing, The End of Summer, F- SFX Slam, Blood Blokes, The Rabbit, House Party, The Spectators, Tiny Pencil, Cat Slater's Got a Penis, Sice, <laughs> Heart of Time, Moon, Planet Hulk, Last Days of Nobodies, Bajo Mano, Bear Mageddon, and Descending Outlands. That's Fucking everything. hell, we talked about a lot on that one. But, yeah, yeah. Because a yeah. lot of returning returning names there. Avery Hill, I've got their books to talk about next week. Lovely. They're sending out Sean. Is, uh, yeah. Is it Sean? Yeah, yeah. That was all there. Airboy. Remember how great Airboy yeah. was? Yeah. Bloody no, bro, look at him there. Now I work for him. I wonder yeah. how old Tally Bertram, who did uh, oh, Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. The, doing the old, uh, she was the, one of the lecturers at the... Are they still running that course? Yeah. I think so, because I think I saw her online the other day saying I'm on my break from... The course, so yeah, no, still... my my recommendation this week is one of those on that list. So I just wanted no. to do a, I wanted to do a little shout out, at like after seven. Keeping years. it current, then V, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, call t- back. T- finally, finally, you took some notice of something I recommended. Is right. that what happened? Is it? Like... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll just sort of say you should know this better than anything, Tony. Comics are timeless, man. You know <laughs> For someone who only reads dirty pages from the nineteen seventies, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> only read comics from before you were born, you bastard. <laughs> Good. Oh dear. Yeah. So it's been it's been an interesting seven years. Interesting seven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bloody hell. I'm we gonna go back and listen to episode one at some point this week. Then. It doesn't sound much different to many of our other episodes. Okay. So the quality hasn't gone up there. It's a little bit more formal. Yeah. We did like two recommends back then, didn't we? A week. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah At one we point did. we were doing two, weren't we? Yeah. 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 Um, but not anymore. We, uh, <laughs> gone to now the now we just decided. We are now. As the year went on, we just thought, oh, stuff all this bollocks. Let's just have a laugh. Well, some of these kind of it can be tricky to find two books that you kind of. Yeah. The point now is, I've done, there's a book I've read. Not so much I recommend, but it's just like. That's the book I've got at the moment. Yeah. Not yeah. dissing anymore. I've got a cracker. I've got a cracker to talk oh, about. So you've, had, you've been to the kind of the, the rich vein of yeah. <laughs> the comics and got... Oh, got man, some... I've got loads. Nice. Oh, I've, Acid I've, none. Went to talk about I've got that a one. retro cut, haven't I? My one's a bit a bit of an older one oh, that I saw. Right. Okay. Well, well, there you go. Do we... But And we'll get onto that in a second. You're... I think you'll find next we do the shout-outs, Vince, just so you know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I got my notes. Man, I've got a fucking load. My, my notes say, fuck you. Fuck um, you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, do we have any shout outs this week, gents? Yes. I've got one. <laughs> it just six. adds like, yes. Well, that's that nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I've got six one, so... Kickstarters, so fuck go for me. it. you got what? Six do, Kickstarters. Do three. Hold on. Do hold three on. now and come back to three do, later. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm literally just going to type them out as you say them. So go on. Go on in. <laughs> Off you go. Uh, first one, uh, the link doesn't want to work. It's uh, Morgan's Organs. <laughs> hey. Absolutely cracking book. The uh, first three are absolutely gold. We need to, uh, get, we need to get him on. Yeah, yeah. If, you in, if you enjoy 
We've been talking the, about stuff for ages, haven't we? The ACP brand humour. You'll <laughs> love uh, Morgan's Organs. It, it's it's like the odd bod, but for kind of the, the ACP crowd, it, it's fantastic. We've got uh, the School Lords, School 2 comics magazine. School Issue 2 is a comic magazine featuring the School Lords and special guest comics, interviews, features, and school. Uh, that's a fantastic one. Uh, and the next one, and we'll take a break. We've got uh, No Brainer. Issues one oh, yeah. from our friend Edison Neo. The 48 page fourth issue comes with two stories featuring brand new story Kaiju Cash, which uh, Neo was talking about when he was on the show last, if you remember. Yes. Yeah. And, they were, and I, they were I, making I hope, battles. I hope uh, you had a fantastic time in England. He's back home, and he now, so we yeah. missed you earlier. Oh, it yeah, sucked. Yeah. That fucking train strike. That yeah, it sucked. Screwed, I was out yeah. screwed me over yeah. that week. Couldn't get, couldn't get anywhere. <laughs> was it been up to town to see old Neo? Uh, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But hopefully you had a fantastic time, and everyone should check out No Brainer because it's a fantastic book. Definitely get a No one. Yeah, and I'll save the next four for when you finish your bit. Tea. Okay. Um, so a few for me. Uh, Pat, um, one of the people we've, we've obviously been proud to get to know through the podcast, uh, Pat Mills, has a new um, newsletter, Stroke Mailer. Um, why wouldn't you want to learn everything about how he writes stuff from the Godfather of British Comics? Um, it's a Substack. Um, I'm a total convert to the app. Download the app for Substack. It's brilliant. It's like oh, I should a, do that. Yeah. A text through, and you get this, the, the amount of great people on there. If you search for Pat Mills on there or Iconoblast, which is a great name for a, a mailer, it's, it's already worth it. doesn't cost you anything, but it's already mm. worth downloading. There's been a few this week. I've read them. Um, Coco Comic Con is happening in Lancaster on the 13th of August at First Stage Comics and upstairs at the Pizza Margarita restaurant. Organised by our buddy, we mentioned him earlier, Matt Simmons, uh, aka at Sheriff underscore Freak on Instagram. Get on there and you can see what's going on. That's a small sort of local thing in Lancaster. It's going to be good. You may, I used may, to go... you may hear more about it on a future show. Good stuff, man. I, I, um, I used to go up to Lancaster to... Um, See, John, John Freeman lives up there, so I used to go up there, and this is a great town. A lot of comics people up there, actually. Um, next Sunday is the South London Comic and Zine Fair, 10th of the 7th, 12 till 6 p.m. at Stan- the Stanley Arts Centre, which is SE25 6AB. You and I both know it, uh, Dean, don't we? Because we used, used to go to school there. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's SLCZF on Instagram. Uh, I think Gareth Brooks is our buddy. Gareth Brooks is one of the organisers of it, and it's a curated small press Um DIY fair um, in South London. South London is now a cool place to live. When I lived there, it used to get murdered a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Issues seven and eight of Fan Scene, um, which I believe are the final two issues, are now available for download and will be going on sale in around a month. Um, if you go to our Facebook chat group or if you go to our Slack, I posted links to there by David Hathaway Price, um, who does some great stuff on there. We've had him. We had him on god about four or five years ago, guys. Talk about yeah, old, fan, yeah. old fan scenes and stuff like that. Well, what a, what a good dude. Um, Page two's got an advert from uh, from us um, in issue seven, and I also have written something for it, um, which is quite my usual sort of shouty stuff, which might be worth a read. Um, they're like fucking phone books, aren't they? They really are. Things, yeah. They're great reads, man, and they're free to download. You know, free to read. That's digitally. amazing. Yeah, there's some great stuff in them. Really, really good stuff. I think Michael Moorcock's in one. You know, they're, they're that nice. good. Um, Jungle Land is the new book from my my um, compatriot and collaborator. Mr. Adam Falp, I didn't work on this one, although I do have a pull quote on the back, which I'm going to read to you. A comic so outrageous, you might need to call your mama. It's, uh, it just made us laugh that the person that he works with all the time is the only pull quote on the back of there, which made us laugh. So coming out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out of strangers, uh, strangersfanzine.bigcartel.com. Look for it on there. It's coming out very soon. Magazine size, black and white. It's um, for those that read uh, Jungle Land in the Strangers um, magazine that came out 
it was in, I think, four issues. This is a much extended version and parts of it are redrawn and added to. And it's really worth it. It's like um, the Bronx Warriors in a comic. Um, it's that oh, sort brilliant. of thing. Yeah, yeah, really good and really worth getting. Um, and a, a really nice magazine, science format. Um, and next week is Qvention. Can't wait. As we all know what that is. Um, that is the um, Keith Cumber is visiting the UK um, and we are going out in the East End um, for a drink with him. And we're calling it Qvention. Um, so I know a load of us are going down. There's a little group on the Slack. Um, but uh, if you fancy coming down, you're not on the Slack, then just send me a message or the boys a message on the socials and we'll give you the meet time, meet venue and that sort of thing. But it's basically next Saturday. Yeah. Next Saturday afternoon in East London, we're going to all get together, shout a lot at each other, probably swap some comics, um, have a beer, and then probably get in an argument and then go home. So that's the yeah. sort of plan. So come to Qvention. Classic go. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good there, mine. Okay, back to me. Uh, we've got Slash Royale 1, a slasher horror comic series. After the murder of his father, a young man's hunt for revenge as he goes up against some of the most evil slasher of all time by Joseph Oliveira. Uh, that looks fantastic. Oh, nice. Uh, quick brief through. Uh, in 1995, a young boy named Charlie Bowers witnessed the death of his father by a notorious serial killer known as the Cable Man. Years later, the Cable Man was captured and sentenced to life in a high, remote high security prison. The visions of Charlie's father's death haunt him on a daily basis, and he thinks nothing but of but avenging his death. Now we follow much older Charlie as a rookie prison guard in an attempt to get closer to his father's killer. But as the Cable Man, uh, but to get to the Cable Man, he first has to work his way through uh, some of the nastiest and most depraved slashes ever to have walked the earth. That sounds great. Uh, we've got Limits, which isn't out. Yeah, but when you listen to this on the 4th of July, uh, from which character limits out by uh, Lee Gaston, uh, that's one I'd recommend. I really enjoyed it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a, a, a what-if tale of a classic superhero story. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And we've got, uh, lastly, but not leastly, uh, The Legend of Mariposa, Vulcan Challenge. Bombastic yes. Lucha Libre comic nice. action. 16 luchadors enter. Only one could win The Legend of Mar- La Mariposa continues. That's another one that do you remember wrestling comics were big for a couple of years, weren't they? Yes. But the, the sort of the cream has floated to the top and stayed there, isn't it? I think it's a good yeah. thing about. Oh, them, yeah. Yeah. Very good analogy, Tony. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Bob. That's very weird. Yeah. In, in the, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I know, I know uh, James uh, Lawrence who who makes La Mariposa. You know, he's in, he's in it for just for making comics, and he, you know that character yes. and stuff, and the love of comics, but. Um, I mean, he wouldn't come out and say it, but I think that's rife for an animated show. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. that's that's an animated show that I'd watch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But he, he's he's not in it for the animated show. He's in it to make the fucking amazing comics. So, and that's yeah. why he should be picked up. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I've been, because some trying, kind of bloody dead end. Tr- trust me, with that with, with that <laughs> with that with that comic, the amount of merch action figures and everything you could get from that book and all those characters mm. it would be phenomenal absolutely yeah. phenomenal um homage. first and foremost you should read the book anyway his books anyway because they're all by the comics absolutely amazing i've one recommend quickly for you to, i've been watching fucking attack on titan the last series of that is a fucking roller coaster <laughs> uh, i know you guys right. haven't got into that oh no. man yeah it's it's Brilliant. Is that a live action thing or is that a cartoon? No, it's, it's an that anime. The anime one, isn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't, okay. it doesn't mess about, I don't know. The first series was on Netflix for a time and I watched it on that and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But yeah, it's really good. So Can I can I say a TV series then? Yeah. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. 
I love Star Trek. I've heard it lost, nothing it lost but me good things about this. And no, that, fuck me, that gave me the feels. Yeah, that yeah, me. yeah. Most of the recent Star Trek has been so good. I want to Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I think we've got two episodes into season two of Discovery, and I was like, oh, it's not for me. Me too, I was yeah. out, man. That's, yeah. The woman who won't close her mouth annoys me. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, this one, like, fucking ass proper Star Trek now. Yeah. She's like Space Jesus. It's like, you know Homer Simpson when he's oh, talking in, about Pookie? Discovery, Every time Discovery, Pookie's yeah. not on the screen, everyone should be saying, where's Pookie? Or where's yeah. Michael Burnham? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this one's just like proper Star Trek, isn't it? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it is. That's okay. exactly what it is. Yeah, I've really been watching good. some of the classic one. They're, they're no, really me too. To watch. Yeah, yeah. I went back and watched the Cage because of that. Yeah, yeah. Which one's the Cage again? That's the the one the the, the original pilot that was never shown. Uh, I, I, I tell you what, one Pike. I re yeah. rewatched and had a, a appreciation for was there's one where uh, the Vulcan, not the Vulcans, the Romulans are in it, and uh, Kirk has a kind of like a submarine style battle between him and the, the Romulan warbird. And they got advisors in from the, the U S Navy to sort of uh, advise right. on how it's doing. It's so well done and yeah. tense and kind of, I do like sexy Romulan women as well. I've got a thing for them. Kind of d- d- dirty Vulcans, aren't they? Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> a dirty Vulcan. I've done that a few times. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, enough of this TV talk. Should we recommend some books? Yes, yeah. please. Yes. Um, I'll go first. All right. Because why the <laughs> fuck not? All right. Um, no, uh, as I, I briefly mentioned it, it was a, one of my recommends from the first ever show, so I just thought I'd um, give a shout-out to a book that, since the show came out, obviously it it came out as a, you can get it as a graphic novel now, um, and it's Bear-mageddon. Do you remember when I talked about this? Yeah. This has got a whole new meaning now that I know what a bear is. I didn't have any knowledge of it back then. Well, is it, am well, I right in remembering it this way? Or well, well, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, because there are several ways. It's hairy bear, men. Is, is, but there's also bears, as in like the animals that exist. Oh right. Okay. Yes, it's about them. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So uh, Tony won't be getting this because it won't be full of sexy bear men. But <laughs> it is from Axe Cop creator Ethan Nicole, um, and it is the first volume of this is available now. Bears have declared war on all humans. Who can blame? <laughs> who can blame them? To be honest, I thought it was interesting. Like you know, because this paperback came out in 2016. Do you know what I mean? I, we talked about it in 2015, and it's just fascinating to look back on it and think, bloody hell! Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's this piece of work and all the world that's gone on since then because I'm not sure if he's done a second volume of it but the first volume was amazing um, when Walmart employee Joel Morley and his slacker friends ditch society to live in the forest they discover a mass exodus of bears heading back to civilization to declare war on mankind they enlist the help of a half feral mountain man named Dickinson Kildeer to aid them in returning to the city <laughs> to find their families but with bears mutating, growing tentacles, and invading in massive numbers, it looks like the end of civilization as we know it. Um, this was, I mean, this is a fantastic book anyway. It was fantastic fun. It's also, it comes across like a like a high comedy concept there. This is one of those. It's almost a Shaun of the Dead t- type vibe, where the characters okay. are, the, the characters are kind of funny. But this whole mutating bears is 
it's awful. Do you know what I mean? Like it's treated as like a, <laughs> you know the, the horror is real. The people and and the style of it are what bring the comedy, and it's definitely treated. It, this was created also in a world where the zombie um, craze was at its height. So it's almost like um, Ethan just went fuck zombies. I'm going to do bears. I'm going to do mutant bears. You know, and a mutant bear apocalypse. And uh, I was totally, I was totally there for it then. And uh, look at it. I really do need to get hold of, hold of this. I love a print copy, but unfortunately, as it says on Amazon, a paperback is one hundred twenty nine pounds ninety five. I don't, hell. I don't know how they, do, you know, those algorithms on on Amazon are mad. Just I don't mad. understand them. Yeah. yeah, but it is on Kindle and Comicsology for um, three pounds, and that is an entire book. That's one hundred seventy four pages. So, That's good. So get on it, and uh, yeah, if you like those sort of uh, survival horror. You know, world going to shit and people trying to survive on it, and like you know, people get mauled by bears, um, which is a what's not who, to like. Who doesn't love that? Um, so that's my one. Bear Mageddon. Get get back on it. And also, a lot of our listeners probably joined later on down the line, so they didn't hear me talk about it. So it's definitely one that's highly appealing. Yeah. For those for those who want to see people get mauled by giant hairy creatures. Speaking of which, who would like to go next? Gondi, you go next. Yeah, m- uh, he called you a giant hairy creature. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Oh. Do you ever save stuff to your phone? And you look through the images and thinking, "What the fuck is that about?" Like, off you, I do. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'd oh, stop that... saving things off the WhatsApp groups because of you. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah like I, <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. turn that option off because, like, <laughs> end up in a bloody magistrate's court. There's some <laughs> stuff, and I found a cover to this, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it was Lick It Man. By Camille Carida. Oh yes, I've read yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. it came out in two thousand four. So I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. Got some so cracking eye in it, you know. Yeah, the artist, the art, uh, Joe Quinos. He's, he's, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I like his stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, the 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 story hook for this is: after a radioactive lollipop turns beaver spark into Licket Man, women across the globe are empowered with the enlightened orgasms, and men have the perfect role model. Author Camille Carida uh, creates a hilarious, smart, and sexy laugh out loud, full color, sixty-five page graphic novel, and uh, it's got a comedic take on the superhero genre, combining bawdy sexuality, tongue-in-cheek humor, and tinges of political satire. And it's pretty much what that does. Like it's it's kind of weird that uh, this kid kind of gets given this radiated lollipop and he he becomes Licket Man and goes around uh, giving these women's uh, women orgasms and they sort of become better for it. It's kind of very much of his time because very true, isn't it? Really, <laughs> the uh, president is Hillary <laughs> Hillary Clinton. She could have done with one. Let's face it. And uh, she's she's having a rough time. So Licket Man comes flying over and does the business oh, there uh, there's uh the the character bios uh the the low it's kind of like a superman stroke spider-man cut mix to him he kind of like grows up goes to the big city and becomes like a kind of reporter thing and goes around sort of you know living the double life the lowest lane character <clears throat> you ready for this her surname is uh her name is bj moorhead <laughs> Uh, the Jonah Jameson characters, uh, Mike Oxlodge. Uh, <laughs> the kind of the the the, the Chad like boyfriend is Willie Small. Uh, so yeah, you got those kind of puns throughout. I thought it was a laugh. It's kind of don't take yeah. yourself too seriously. The artwork is absolutely fucking. I love this kind of stuff. It's got a real kind of weight and feels a bit like a Hernandez, like a low level Jaime Hernandez book or something like that. It's got that sort of skill yeah, cartooning thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like. It's kind of a, a mix between kind of like what you'd expect to find in 
a proper comic as it were like a one of the big boys and then like yeah like one of the Hernandez it's kind of it's real cartoony to it like the face is really expressioned full of expression and weight and feeling uh oh, I was a fun read I, I think yeah. you can get it because my wife's got the comicsology unlimited oh yeah I think it's a free thing isn't it it's a yeah. free thing so you can get it on that so uh I hope she doesn't look at things she's read in the past on that because <laughs> you've been for a fun that, night that, that would be up on the uh it <laughs> goes for a lot of things on the internet doesn't it uh, yeah so yeah i was just looking through thinking fucking hell what's all this shit on my phone and there's loads of it and that's one of them so that's one image i've deleted because that's a, a thing ticked off <laughs> speaking of hernandez brothers there's a current humble bundle for them um oh, nice like like an absolute fucking carload of love and rockets for nothing on there but pretty much oh, wow which i highly recommend um talk about a, a master class in cartooning there bloody hell i've got like a folder on the google drive that's full of comics and one of them i bought like all the europe comics that went in like the yeah. top thing and there's like fucking 40 odd issues now every time i go onto that google drive account it's like, oh this is nearing its limit <laughs> it's like i know this is <laughs> <for> fucking comics <laughs> yeah what do you mean um shall i do mine yeah go for it yes Comrade Kill, issue two, yes. by the crazy person that is Patrick Sparrow. Um, I finally got to meet Pat. I think it was after we spoke, because I think I'd disappeared off that episode, didn't I, to go and get ready to go in to set the yes. table up. And I didn't see Pat until day two. I managed to get in to see him, and he is um, a top dude. What a dude. Um, very much in, in our sensibility. Um, he had actually, at that point, become something of an urban legend of TCAF, because he'd been wandering around wearing a black... He looked like a Ku Klux Klan hood. You know, I, mean, I saw that on Instagram and I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he does love to outrage, um, but he is actually a nice dude when you meet him. Do you know what I mean? He's one of those sort of, you know, quite often we see that, don't we? You know, um, yeah. his, um, I showed you guys, so he did me a drawing. So I went and saw him, bought the comic off him, had a, just a laugh with him. Um, and then he, 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 Adam went to see him and he gave Adam some art for me. And he drew me a, um, a picture of a T-Rex self-flating, um, which um, I'm probably going to get framed, which I showed you earlier, didn't I? And they're nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Thoughtful present. Um, he's also the person I've got the most requests for. You know, when you go to a convention, everyone messages you, don't they, and say, oh, while you're there, I see that Sir Walt Simonson's there. Could you get... Um, yeah, I was just, one of those uh, twats. Yeah. No, you were fine because yours was just, this is where he is. This is his comic. This is how you get there. You know, like, it's just like remote controlled Esmond to go and buy it. But some people are like, oh, can, can you uh, can you just go and get this original page of you know of Thor artwork from? No, I can't. You know, it's like that. But yeah, he was he was the one who, who I got. I think I got five issues of him actually. Um, so this is the it's kind of the suburban continuation of issue one, um, which we reviewed um, I think about six months ago. <coughs> from me, <coughs> sorry. Right. It shows. I've written it down here. Is it, I've tried to encapsulate what I what people might think it's about. It's the psychological duality of of um, Comrade Kill, both his inner voice and his front feeling persona. I kid, it's not at all. It's just mental shit again. Um, <laughs> it's and I mean it in all of the most love in big loving ways. But uh, it's transgressive. It's psychotically violent. It's uber brilliant madness in an A5 color package. It, it really is. I think you can actually read a lot of it on his Instagram. So um, it, as we all know, there's no counterproductive way to put comics online and then not sell them. They always sell in exactly the same way. So you can actually go on his Instagram and I would hope that that encourages you to send off and get a copy of it. Um, 
That's what Simon Hanselman does with uh, yeah, exactly. Megan yeah. Now. yeah, it does. It works. Um, it's a so different experience reading it day by day to the book. Yeah, so you can get double hit. And it's nice to have it because I really like it. So it's nice yeah. to have a physical copy, you know. Um, the cover is great cover. It's got that sort of bifurcated cover to show the two sides to CK, um, the super villain, super soldier side, and the sort of as he is, we realise he has become this sort of smelly, fat, bulbous, beer swelling couch potato that he's become there. Um, he's now like, all alone, except for a mutant head in a fishbowl um, who li- who lives with him, who's called Radioactive Bastard. Um, the head. Um, we know it's towards the end that the head may be trying to um, plan against him. Um, and he's found out previously that Commander Freedom, who is he seen as his nemesis, his arch enemy, was nothing more than an actor. Um, and this has turned Commander Kill into a slob. And he sits about on his couch, scratching his balls and not not washing. Um, after, So he goes out to get some shopping and completely eviscerates some street punks who are trying to rob the local shop. He decides at that point, he decides to be an actor, kind of. Is it a dream or not? You don't really know, but he sort of decides he's going to become an actor. He also decides he's going to become, he thinks he'd be great at playing Black Panther. Little hint here, he probably won't because he's a white Russian dude. Um, but he, I live, absolutely live for this sort of comics. This is just, this is the only, this is the only place it works for me, this sort of comic. It's got to work here. Um, it wouldn't work in any other medium. Um, it ref- absolutely 100% refuses to take a step back on anything it does, <laughs> and he just goes full on. And kind of, it, I suppose, a bit with Atomic Hercules. Um, the, it's in your face. Uh, it's non-stop crazy. If you're easily offended, though, don't buy this book. Um, if, if you are easily offended, please don't buy this book and go throw yourself out the nearest window, to be fair, because you should be appreciating this sort of thing. Um, this, I'll, I'll, this is only going to be a short one, so there's a couple of my favourite moments in it. There's a moment where he's shouting at Jason Statham, um, and he says, hey, fuck you, Statham. How's Guy Ritchie's dick taste? That's quite a good little moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, you can't say the word retard. It's not PC. Does PC stand for punctured corpse? As he stabs someone. Um, and then the uh, crazy, but was it radioactive bastard says, your bowl, he says, he says to radioactive bastard, your bowl is starting to smell of rot. And radioactive bastard says, I'm pretty sure that's your dick. There you go. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> yeah. So get a copy of this, get a copy of Peeper Creepers, get a copy of issue one. I'm sh- I think sometimes Gosh gets in. If you're in the States um, or in Canada, send away now to get a copy. Uh, Caleb, listen to this. You love this comic, man. Um, I, know, I know you're listening and you're in the States, so get a copy of it. If you go to Instagram, it's at Patrick Sparrow um, on Instagram. And if you go to patricksparrow.com, can be easier. Look at that. Go and get yourself a copy of anything he does. Um, he's one of our buddies. He, he he's a listener and he's very like minded. And we need mm. to get. We, remember when we had him on? It was hilarious, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Remember, we need to get him back on again. Um, yeah, good dude. So, com- comrade kill issue two. My um, my new favorite book this week. Fantastic. I've been looking back at some of our older guests and thinking we have to get them back on again. Yeah, because yeah. they don't they don't have everything said in one hour-long interview do you know what i mean or yeah exactly and also we've got to get simmons back on he's about to win a bloody oh, God, yeah guys. yeah yeah you hear that you hear that martin uh sounds, yeah. like, a, sounds like a threat when we put it like that but <laughs> yeah you can't escape us forever um <laughs> <laughs> but we truly appreciated all you lovely people listening to this we do this seven seven year waffle fest 
don't put that into Urban Dictionary for God's sake. For God's sake. Um, but <laughs> some great comics recommended, um, great comics events spoken about. And as always, we've just had a load of fun just talking to each other for a couple of hours and yeah. record it so you could listen to it. Um, if there's anything in the upcoming shows you want us to talk about, or any comics events or any initiatives or anything, especially if there's anything for charity or a good cause, let us know about it because we want to put it in those sort of things yeah, in do. the shout-outs. Mm. Yes. Um, then uh, there's several ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome Pod. We'll be retweeting, announcing all kinds of stuff. and Who, who knows? Who knows? Um, if you do the Book of Faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. There's the community group Awesome Comics Talk on the Book of Faces, and there's also the Slack group, the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group, which is full of people from all over the world talking about different subjects, there's different uh, channels and chats. It's a uh, it's a great avenue. For and we've got a Qvention channel on there. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So after <laughs> this show, you should join up and see about all that. Get in on the Slack, yeah. Yeah. Man. Thank you for listening to us. Whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. We haven't had one in ages. Sounds like people mm. forget about it, but um, we we're desperate and needy. Yeah, if you've never never le- left one in all these years, think about doing it now. Just shame on you. Yeah. No, uh, no. We, no we, we, oh, um, the other thing we should say is thanks to Stephen Appleby for last week. Yes. Yeah, because I wasn't yes. on to sort of talk about it, but yeah, what a dude. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, in all seriousness. If you wherever you listen to us, we really appreciate whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod by the Gilded Clitoris of Ishtar. <laughs> you might have to look at the spilling of that, but um, it's a great podcast network. Um, <laughs> I sent you that picture, didn't I, when I was away? You see, the amount of stuff that you said. Although, no matter what you send, Tony, it's nothing compared to the stuff that Dan Butcher sends us. Dan like, is like, just, just so unbelievable. the worst. You are the worst. <laughs> you are the worst, just in general. You've always oh, got God. that one mate who sends you filth, haven't you? Yeah. There's always that one mate in yeah. there. It's Dan's always... become that mate of mine now. Yeah. It's never like just prawn, though, is it? It's more of a fucked no. up stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Always, it's, it's yeah. always really messed up. And normally <laughs> like there's we a, call it prawn as well. There, there's a little, there's a little uh, <laughs> prawn legacy. Um, there's, yeah. there's, there's a little icon that sort of indicates that he's forwarded it so it's you're just part of a chain down of absolute grot i know sometimes i get some <laughs> yes yeah, some some comes in it's like that's going on but it, you know I, I always sometimes i think this is fine i send it to you guys and get nothing i was like no I sorry I no you never do you never do, you never do. <laughs> sometimes I, I whack it so hard i pass uh, out I, yeah. I, I, i'm i'm just absolutely offended yeah really. I, i'm i'm a good honest <laughs> christian boy no, uh, yeah, he, he shares he shares a, a, a Dropbox file with his mama, and she sees it all. Yeah. You know that one in the week I sent it to you. What the, the fuck, pod- man? <laughs> <laughs> There's that one I sent you the link. The girls' podcast versus the boys' podcast. Oh I yeah, fucking yeah. Died. No, no, the oh. audio, the audio of that. It was it was funny. I saw that audio from some somewhere else, and that made me laugh. You won't get any of that sort of filth on this show, but you will yeah, find you some fantastic yeah, comics and stuff like that from us online. Where can people find us online, etc., Tony? Neveronanything.com, easy. There you go. Dan. You can find me on Twitter at VanGoComic. And you what can is read the singing thing? <laughs> What's happened to A couple him? of weeks ago. You can, and you can read Vanguard at VanGoComic.com. Uh, it's true. I do really like it. I think Dan should say that every week. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Thatgodcomic.com. I think I'm uh, hallucinating with COVID. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. We could say anything, why not, Dan? Tony won't be sure that we've actually said it. Yeah, I won't remember it yeah. later. Like, like we could probably do one thing where we, we, where we say something and then repeat it and he thinks it's all in his head. Yeah. 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 We could do, we could do, do something and say this? it and repeat it and he thinks it's all in his head. Have you said that before? The, I've, <laughs> do I, oh, I've got such a bad memory. Occasionally I do listen back to the show and I think, I don't remember saying any of this. That's every episode for me. That is every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, where we stop recording, I just I fail to remember anything that I've said. <laughs> yeah. We've had it before when someone says, you know when you were talking about this? I said, Did, was I? Was I? I yeah. yeah. Or it's, it's terrible if someone's talking back to you about a book you recommended and you can't remember it. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can find me talking and uh, pictures of my cats and wherever I've been that day on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Be sure to join us next week for more fun in the sun or whatever the weather. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I've I think I've got like fun COVID, in the fuzzy, sun. Uh, yeah. COVID fuzzy head just from talking to you. <laughs> you can't catch it through um, Zoom. No, it's not like Pontypool. You ever seen that film Pontypool? Yeah, Pool? oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when words become infectious. In Wales. Yeah, yeah. Words do become infectious, and you're welcome, everyone, because we've just infected all your ears. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> go forth read loads of comics wherever you are in the world have a great week um, and we hope you're doing happy healthy okay and because uh, we love you don't we Dan we sure do Dan do you think Tony will admit it this week Tony no. do, you lo- do you love them still don't no you know he does yeah, he's got to earn that uh, don't do that voice it's dirty what? do you want me to do some a- ASMR <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay yeah. <laughs> no, 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 because it just freaks me out. <laughs> I just got <laughs> chill down my spine. Um, anyway, <laughs> go forth, read loads of comics, make loads of comics from Dan, Tony, and myself. Have a brilliant weekend. What should they do, guys? Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Oh, so close. If Dan hadn't elongated his stay, yeah, did the stay. He's singy songy today, isn't he? Yeah, say, sing bye, Dan. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Vince asked me to <laughs> And look, you, ha- you don't realise this, Tony, since you've been away. Dan will do anything I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> to a point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's become brainwashed. <laughs>